everyone, Dave and Jeff podcast on a Sunday night as uh, we found a lot of things that went on locally. San Diego State, all of a sudden they win the Mountain West Conference. Moving forward, they're dancing. Nobody saw that coming. San Diego Padres getting ready for spring training. And uh, I'm getting ready for the regular season. I said, as spring training is rolling along. But overall, it's been about six days. We got behind the microphones. Anything new that uh, oh, jumps shit. up? Craziest week ever. <laughs> I, I, I swear, because of this divorce that I'm going through, I, Dave, I am so incredibly lucky. And, and I really do. I wish anybody going through a hard time was as fortunate as I am because I have had so many friends that have reached out and said, hey, let's go do something. Friends that I haven't That's seen cool. for a long time. So here is my schedule. Uh, Monday night we were here with Stevie Woods. Yeah. Tuesday night I went to Benihana happy hour with a couple of friends that um, I've known, god damn, probably 30 years. Did you guys just have drinks or did you eat? Did the guy flip the shrimp in his pocket? No. You know what? That was What's funny is everybody has said the same thing to me. We just... Um, <laughs> We just hung in the bar, yeah. And so we we didn't go and do the show, but I've done that in the past. But it's just to reconnect with friends and be laughing again. Uh, Wednesday was a two part day, and I'll tell you what the second part of the day was in okay. a little bit. But um, that was the night I got together. Uh, actually, Wednesday night I saw my kids. Thursday night I went out with uh, Frank Anthony and Tom Howell. Cool from Ten Ninety. And I just, uh, I couldn't be more thankful to those guys who, uh, we went down and just hung out and had dinner and we got there at 6.30 yeah. and we left at about 10.45. And that's when, like, that's when, cool. when you were two buddies yeah. and hanging out. Friday night, I went to the Belly Up Tavern. I have not <laughs> been to the Belly Up in years. And uh, it was friend of mine said, hey, we're going out. We're going to see a band called Dead Man's Party. Yeah. Oingo Boingo cover band. They were fucking great. Were they good? Oh, so fun. But there was an opening band, and this guy comes out, and they're just, they're garbage. (laughs) What were they, an R.E.M. cover band? No, they were like a local band that was playing like originals. Okay. Oh, their own originals. Their own originals. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Who booked that? And all of a sudden, this guy goes, uh, the lead singer's like, here we go. This is one of our new songs. It's available. You can get it right back there on our EP. Only six bucks. This is called City Heights. And I'm like, did this dick just say he wrote a song about City Heights? So I said to the girl I was with, I go, you know what they have in City Heights? They got a goddamn El Pollo Loco and about 19 Mexican churches that and 14 mortuaries. Um. But then... uh, About City Heights. That's great. Yeah. Then Dead Man's Party came out. Yeah. And they were really fun, man. I had not been to the Belly Up Tavern in in forever, so to be back in there. And then last night, uh, my kids and I went over to Barnes & Noble because Kat Zangano from the UFC has a new book out. She's now living in San Diego, training and living right down the street in Chula Vista, Man, Dave, I tell you, I had never dealt with her in crossing paths from uh, from the MMA world. What a cool person. Well, somebody in San Diego should be stoked that she's here. Very funny as she's talking. She goes, hey, uh, some of you may know me. I have the record for losing the fastest title fight in the UFC, 13 seconds around Rousey. <laughs> she goes, that kind of sucks. 
<laughs> but um, but just really cool. And what kind of turnout did she have? Did she have a decent turnout? I would, you know, I don't know. I don't know how they would judge. I mean, probably in the crowd, twenty-five to forty okay. people. Rainy night. Yeah. Um, but man, engaging and candid and cool, and has a pretty wild life story. And chatted with her for a few minutes afterwards, and said, "We do a podcast, and you know, we're down here in Chula Vista." She goes, "Yeah." Just do it. Look at that. So we'll uh, we'll try to get Kat Zangano in here. That's something else. Yeah. So and then here we are well, back had, here. We've had Rhonda. We had her right next to us. You she know? said last night, Kat Zangano said about Ronda Rousey. She goes, she had to play that role of being yeah. the bad guy. She said she's really not like that, and I think you would, uh, you and yeah. I would agree. You know, it's funny when Ronda came in the studio. You and I were doing a show in 2012 at 1090s mm-hmm. before she completely blew up. We knew who she was. Most people knew who she was, but she wasn't the megastar that she was. At Correct. Two, three years ago, let's say, where people were buying the package just to oh. see her, which is yeah. incredible. But I remember the whole time she was sitting next to us, and so Jeff sat directly across from me, and she would sat at the end. And we we're kind of like in a triangle, mm-hmm. and the whole time I'm looking at her, going, "She's a pretty girl." Mm-hmm. And then I kept thinking, okay, if shit went down, could I take her? And then I was no. like, no, I couldn't. And it no. was in my head, it was a little frustrating going, she would kill me and break my arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'd hurt you. I mean, really, that she was trained to do that. And it's funny, you look at her and you're going, gosh, if she wasn't a fighter and she walked in the room, you go, there's a pretty woman right there. Mm-hmm. You know? And really nice. Friends of mine, um, I never dealt with her when I was at Clinch Gear, but in the early days of Strike Force, when Rhonda was there, friends dealt with her from the company and yeah. said she was incredible. Look, what happened to Rhonda Rousey was the UFC ran her into the ground. She was their she was their thoroughbred. Yeah. And she met every media commitment and she was on every card and commercials and promotional. And it just got overwhelming. And at a certain point, when you saw her at the weigh in for the Holly Holm fight, that was not the Ronda Rousey yeah. that was in San Diego fighting in 2012. And it just, it broke her. It just emotionally broke her. And then, uh, as Zangano pointed out last night, when Ronda Rousey loses a fight and people are encouraging her on social media to commit suicide. Yeah, there's I mean, some sickos. Yeah, yeah, weirdos. But she's um, she's happy and she's healthy. She married Travis Brown, another guy that came out of Alliance Gym down here in Chula Vista. And she'll yeah. be... Part of WrestleMania, and uh, she's got money in the bank, and she's good. So good for Ronda Rousey. But anyways, um, Dave, that was cool to meet Kat Zangano last night and and talk to her. And what did the boys think? Uh, they thought she was cool. My son and I had watched because she actually competed a week ago. Yeah, Saturday night she lost, but she did very good. And uh, my son and I had watched the fight, and then they met her and got a picture with her. And she, you know what? She did what was really nice. Again, there's 25, 30 people sitting in this room. She walks in, and she goes person by person, shakes hand with every person. Hey, thanks for coming out. I'm Kat Zingano. At the start of really? the event. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. How old, have, how old is she? Oh, my gosh. It's a good question. I would say 32. Okay. I so so probably, as a female fighter, if she wants to keep going, how long do they have? What's the longevity for a female fighter? Well, she said last night that she'd like to fight again in May. She's probably got two, three years left, Okay, I would think. Two, three years left, but just uh, really likable. I, I find myself more and more in life, uh, more and more enjoying people that I find likable. That's cool. And I, and I find people that 
are not necessarily likable, are not worth wasting yeah. our time with. You just kind of, I, I don't even waste my time not liking them. I, I just move away from them and say, well, let me find somebody else. And man, in the last couple of weeks, I've been incredibly lucky that the ratio has been about 95% really likable people. Do well, that's cool. You've definitely 5%. been busy the, the last week. People uh, reaching out and, and, and keeping you busy and stuff. More busy than you've ever been, it sounds like. I would think, yeah. When I get to the belly up and they're like, hey, the band will be out about 10. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, but awesome. Here's the other reason yeah. why. I talking to so many friends about this podcast on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, the one thing that they all brought up, people I didn't even know were listening, was they are enjoying how incredibly open we have been. Yeah. So what I've said to them, and you and I have talked about on this podcast and off the podcast, is uh, I like the freedom we have of this show. I like being an open book. I don't feel like we have anything to hide. With everything that had happened, I had said since 2016, um, between friends, personal, marriage, everything else, at some point you said, you know, I got to go talk to somebody. So I went on Wednesday. I met this guy first time. God, he, he was very cool and just kind of um, listened and kind of chatted. So then the idea came up. He goes, well, what's your thought been on medication? And I am telling you, yeah. I swear to God, I go, this guy's going to make me go on medical marijuana. I I was convinced I was yeah. going to be put on medical marijuana. Okay. And I was like, God damn, I haven't, I think I've smoked a bong <laughs> once in my life. I don't know what to do. Do I put it in the spoon and heat it up? No, do I have no, to no, shoot no, no. it up? It's heroin. No. Surgical tubing? Do I snort it? Shit. Surgical tubing. Knocking on your neighbor's door. Hey, I can't hold the side of the God, tube. do I need to buy a windowless van? Yeah. What is gonna this is supposed to help me? Shit. Yeah. I'm scared. He goes <laughs> So you didn't offer? If he said to you, Yeah, I need you to maybe you should try marijuana, would you have done it? I I, I was this is why I was like it, I was so yeah, first of all, it's legal now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Uh, what if I take like five of the gummy bears and you're supposed to take one <laughs> we sitting around listening yeah. to zeppelin all day not getting anything done listening to goddamn cashmere and uh, he goes uh, we're gonna put you on he goes well we have two choices yeah he goes you got either uh zoloff or lexapro okay i said well goddamn zoloff made mike tyson crazy he started <laughs> biting eating people i go no he goes all right we're gonna put you on lexapro I go, all right, um, what do I do? He goes, well, you start off with one pill a day, starting on Thursday. Okay. One pill a day. And then he said, after five days, um, you can double that to two. Yeah. So I go, okay. I go, well, God dang. I go, well, how, how big's the one pill? I'm thinking it's like, I'm like, well, one's got to be like 100 milligrams, right? I yeah. Mean, I, I don't know. I'm thinking of like ibuprofen. Thinking it's the same shit. Yeah. He goes, well, uh, one is five milligrams. F five goddamn, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, are, are they pink? Yeah. These goddamn cherry flavored? Yeah. Don't, don't patronize me. <laughs> so he goes, uh, five milligrams. And he goes, then after five days, when you're ready to go, you up it to two. Yeah. I go, all right, shit. I feel like the 
Like I'm not even close to a stoner. <laughs> fuck. How do you get a, how do you get addicted to prescription drugs? All these worries that I'm having in my head. Well, I'm gonna take a goddamn five milligrams. They they don't even, they send me to like if anything went wrong, I'd yeah. go to the I wouldn't even go to the emergency room. They'd send me to that old stinky lady at CVS in San Marcos. That lady who checks your blood pressure. She'd be like, get out of here. So uh, Thursday, I'm like, well, shit, here we go. Yeah. The, the goddamn pill couldn't be any smaller. And I'm like, like a Benadryl? It's, like that? It's a third of the size of a Benadryl. Okay. So I'm like, all right, here we go. So I take it. The guy's asking me, you know, do you smoke? Do you dip? Do you do? No. Or uh, do you drink? Do you yeah. do any of this shit? No. So I take it and I have a iced tea. I'm like, okay, here we go. So, well, now I've done this. I'm sure I'll notice an amazing change. And all of a sudden, like an hour and a half later, the whole back of my head's all tingly. Really? What the fuck? <laughs> good tingly or bad tingly? Tingly's bad to That's me because okay. I'm like, shit. Like I feel good or I'm going to pass out? or Yeah, I'm like, okay. we have an aquarium at, yeah. at the office. I'm like, I'm going to go head first into this aquarium. <laughs> Crash into it. Like, uh, I swear to God, I thought it was going to be like, Will Ferrell, is this bad? <laughs> oh. So, uh. The big dart in your neck? Yeah. Yeah. So, I did that. Um, <laughs> I did that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tomorrow is the day that I, I will not be going to two. I am strictly a one pill a day guy. But I don't know. It's like, I stopped tingling. Yeah. That's good. I'm like, there's no fucking chance I'm taking yeah. two of these things. I have nothing. It's like. I told him, I said, he goes, do you chew tobacco? I go, like a senior in high school, yeah. I put, what's that shit that's in the pouch? Yeah, I know. Skull yeah. bandit? Yeah, the bandits. Yeah. Like, I had buddies that chewed red and yeah. copy yeah, and just course. hardcore. I put a skull bandit yeah. in and almost passed out after like five <laughs> minutes. They're like, spit it out, you fucking puss. Hold on, hold on, I gotta ask you. When you first tried the skull bandit, though, uh-huh. going back. You have to admit, when you first put it in, you're like, this is pretty good, right? I'm like, I'm addicted already. Yeah. And then about 30 seconds later, you're like, I got to get this fucker out of my mouth, yeah. right? That's about the way it yeah. works. That was the only time I've ever had. Yeah. And I paid. I mean, I don't know how much they are now, but I bought the can. Yeah. Like three bucks. Yeah. I think they're and, about five now. Yeah. And there were like 40 of them in there. Yeah. And I enjoyed one for um, 48 seconds. Yes, that's that's about how it usually goes. Yeah, and then I was done. Yeah, it was funny. I remember when, this is so crazy when you think about Southern baseball, but when I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, we had the Nashville Sounds. I still have the Nashville Sounds there. Yeah, Guys like great. Trevor Hoffman play there, Mark Grant play there, Tony Gwynn Jr. play there. But it seemed like almost uh, everyone that has played minor league baseball has gone through Nashville. They have the big mm-hmm. guitar scoreboard. Love it there. Been there. So... Um, they had school band at night. They didn't check IDs or anything. There was nothing about it. So I'm a kid walking in. They give me a, a pouch. A pouch. They gave me the whole can, like you said, like 40 pouches. <laughs> and it's like school band at night. You get it. And I'm, and dude, I, I'm, I think I'm 14 years old, and I'm throwing these pouches in my mouth like how many pieces of bubble gum you can stick yeah. in your mouth. Oh, shit. And, dude, I was so fucked up that I was like, I didn't throw it, but, man, everything was spinning. And my, oh, my yeah. buddies were like, you, we got to go. You know, you're, you're, you're a yeah. train wreck. And as I'm getting up out of my seat and I'm walking, I took a line drive foul ball dude, ah! right off the head. <laughs> dude, I didn't even feel it. I didn't know I got hit by a line drive. Nothing. 
I didn't even go. You know, the, <laughs> I'm not sure I went down. And then uh, oh. the next day, man, I looked like you know Fred Flintstone, the cartoon, the big lump sticking out of your hair. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to my head? They go, dude, you took a line drive right in the head. Oh. And I go, shit. really? They go, yeah. We we're walking the car. You did, you kept moving. You kept walking. You didn't say a word. God damn. Yeah. Completely. Like Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just took a, like just a rocket. Rounds. Yeah. Just a, uh. just just a rocket. But when you talked about uh, you talked about weed, which is very funny. I never smoked all the way through high school. No. The, when I graduated high, I was really one of those guys so afraid of. I'll be honest with you. The thing that scared the shit out of me was the whole Lynn Bias deal. Well, Lynn Bias oh, had yeah. a heart attack. In 86, and I'm like, man, if that guy... From Lexapro, what I'm <laughs> From Lexapro. He did cocaine, and oh, all of a sudden, yeah. remember him and then Donnie Rogers? Yeah. From the Browns, UCLA Another guy? Another Lexapro guy. <laughs> Art attack, too. And I'm like, God, those guys are in better shape than I'll ever be. If they're dying, yeah. what will happen Jeez, if I try this shit? Man. So I never did coke, but when I was in high school, I lived in Beverly Hills at the time, there was cocaine everywhere. I mean, yeah. Co- in the, you know, in, in the late 80s, there was cocaine everywhere. So guys are smoking. I didn't, I didn't smoke. I was always afraid. And then all of a sudden, I go to the Peach Bowl in like 1990, 91, okay? And it was funny. Trent Green was playing quarterback for Indiana at the time. God and damn. It was Indiana and it was Auburn and decided we're going to smoke weed. Well, I didn't realize the weed I, I smoked was laced with PCP. Oh, shit. Dude, I couldn't feel my fucking legs for like three days. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking around Atlanta because I'm like, I call my sister. I go, shit, should I go to the hospital? Don't do that. They'll call the cops. You go, you're going to get arrested. I was like, oh, all right, I'll wait for it to wear up. For three days, I was walking around like a Clydesdale horse. I had to look at my kneecaps every single step I took. I couldn't feel my fucking legs. So it was, I was so freaked out. So all this time passes. Yeah. January 1st, find out, okay, it's legal. All yeah. right. January 1st, horrible day for both of us. You yeah. Just, you find uh, yeah. out, hey, you know what? My marriage is over. My dad passes away. Yep. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to go buy some weed. All right. Okay. Today's the day. I'm going to go around the, the corner. There's a place somewhere, and I... And I Gonna buy one of these Cheech and Chunk giant joints, okay? Now, can can we just walk yeah, in there? Like, can, if yeah. right now tonight, I can yeah. walk in. And I don't, I don't need shit. You don't need a, you don't need anything. You don't need a card. You don't need shit. Some will tell you still you need a card. From what I was told, I'm not just saying this to act like I don't know. I'm yeah, just I telling you. I honestly don't know. But I walked right in, okay, and I got big giant joint, and and I watched uh, Clemson Alabama play, okay. Okay. And same place we're right now. I'm in my garage. Okay. Yeah. And we're, and I'm sitting there smoking. I'm like, I don't feel shit. Honest God, I, I feel like it didn't affect me. I couldn't feel anything. Yeah. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm smoking this thing and and uh, how are like, your lungs feeling, by the way? God, my throat's burning like a yeah, motherfucker. Right? And I smoke cigars and I'll, yeah, of I'll, I'll, I'll I dip, I chew. I mean, hell, we did the show last week, but between uh, Stevie Woods and myself, we're going through you know dipping like crazy right in front of Jeff. Jeff doesn't dip. So, and I don't recommend anyone does it, but fuck, we're addicted to it. So, unless you're a beautiful lady, because yeah. nothing says I'm hot more than a hot exactly. chick with a big fired in chucha. Yeah. So I go, so I go, and I smoke it. I said, I didn't feel shit. So I walked back into the place about a month later, and I mm-hmm. said, Hey, I didn't feel shit. They go, No way. And I said, I'm telling you. And then they said, Do you want something to help you sleep? Something to make you happy? Mm-hmm. Something to make you angry? I go, Why would anyone buy anything that makes you angry? <laughs> They go, we got some stuff over there in the corner. It's called the Devil's Dick. You want it? No. No. I I'm already Diablo. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. And I, and I just walked out. I said, fuck it. Okay. And you know what? I just, honestly, I don't think it, it really, I'm one of those guys where it will affect me. And it, not that I'm afraid of breaking law because now it's legal, but I'm like, why would I spend 20 bucks, 30 bucks if it doesn't, if, if I don't feel any different? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I was the same as you. Yeah. Uh, I worked at Santa Fe Liquor in Encinitas. I had two buddies, Griffin and oh, I guess I'll just fucking out them. But <laughs> legal, man. Uh, 
and Junior. <laughs> and they would get so fucking stoned yeah. all the time. And it was the same thing. Passing bong around and a yeah. joint around. And Dave, same thing with me, which you just said. No effect at all. Yeah. And then uh, around 1999, San Diego Gulls are here. And I was really good friends with Mark Wolf and Dennis Purdy. Yeah. And they came up, living in La Costa at that time. They came up. I don't even know what the fuck we were doing. We weren't barbecuing or anything. And these two boneheads bring a pan of pot brownies. Okay. <laughs> now, I think we had had dinner whatever, but they passed these things around. Yeah. But... What they are saying is, do not treat it like it's grandma's brownies. Yeah. These are laced with weed. Yeah. Small little thing. So we start playing Madden, me and Mark Wolf. And I'm just nibbling on this brownie. And he's like, dude. Take it easy. Calm down. I'm like, like, dude, I don't know why weed doesn't affect me. Yeah. And about... Seven seconds later, I just started hearing Dreamweaver in my head. <laughs> and so now I'm like, wow. And he's like, oh, fuck. I fucking told you. So I go, and anybody who knows, you could picture a brownie yeah. pan, right? Well, if you picture kind of the back corner, it's like that little crust area yeah. that never cuts off on yeah. the brownie. So I just I just take my middle knuckle and I just punch it down. And he's like, don't. <laughs> and I just take a big, ah, just take a big bite like it's a fucking uh, Slim Jim, right? And he goes, God damn. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you what I'm hearing in my head at this point. I am so fucked up. And I look at the screen. We're playing Madden. And I'm winning. He's fine. Yeah. I'm winning like 63 to 7. And I look at him and I go, am I am I an offense or defense right now? And he goes, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. But we, we laugh about that to this day. So, so it's like for like yeah. you said, smoking it. And, and I've, oh God, I don't think I've smoked weed five times in my life. And no impact at all. But the Mark Wolf, Denny Purdy, yeah. Betty Crocker special, God damn. <laughs> God damn. Like that, we talked about Sailor Jerry and the Kraken. Yeah. There is, a, dude, I couldn't even, I couldn't even pick up my phone that night, much less text anybody. So, yeah, be careful with, uh, now, can you, at that place, could you get the gummy bears? Yeah, you bears? can get the edibles. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I'm always afraid of the edibles because I listen to Snoop Dogg being interviewed and he goes, I don't touch that shit. There's no off button on the edibles. He goes, he won't touch it. He says, don't, that, don't, don't take a chance. I'm living proof of it. Yeah. Living proof. Yeah. So it, uh, it fucked me up. But, um, that's funny. No, honestly, I'm just, I, I, it's funny. My mom brought it up to me. She goes, Hey, now that you're out in California and it's legal, have you tried it? I go, Actually, I did. And she goes, Did it affect you? And I told her the same story. I said, No. And she goes, It's yeah. funny. I used to try it when I was in school, never affected me either. I, Shocking that we're not scientists, yeah. and and I don't know how it's diluted. I mean, you would think yeah. because you said what I said. When you smoke it, you go, it's it's a different. 
I'm not a cigarette guy, but you and I, even with mild cigars, you yeah. taste it a little bit. And that's the one thing about cigars I don't like is that you're tasting it five hours later. But with weed, um, God damn, it always, Dave, same thing yeah. like you said. If you don't smoke it enough, um, it burns. Yeah, I, I, big time. Man, it, yeah. my throat was burning. And like People said, no, it's not affecting you. I'm taking it deep enough. I'm telling you, I was just breathing as much as I could. But, just, it just burned the shit out of my throat, but I didn't feel anything. I guarantee if Stevie Woods was here right now, he'd be saying, ah, you guys fucking trust me. You don't know what you're doing. I got to well, see it. <laughs> well, but I will tell you this. The thing with the brownie, it did not make me want to go to Jack in the Box. Yeah. Or, I, I, I swear to God, I, I couldn't feel anything. Oh, fuck. When I was in Atlanta, I went and ordered, I think, three, three foot-long sandwiches. Ate them all. Had my head <laughs> under the fucking fountain just drinking Coke. I didn't even use my cup. I was just so hungry. All right. Well, I've I've got two dumb yeah. people of the week stories. Okay, good. Uh, yesterday, I'm going to watch my kids' basketball game, but I have like an hour and change till I have to get there. And I'm driving. I'm like, I gotta figure out something for lunch. And where I ended up being took me right by Tommy's. Okay. And I go, shit. I I don't think I've been there since you and I were there for something. For probably for your birthday. Or, we're no, supposed to make up. No, we never made up mine. We we're supposed to go up for mine. We didn't go. Well, shit. We got to go. <laughs> okay. Deal. So we, uh, Tommy's, if you don't know, legendary in Los Angeles. And I think there was only the one location in San Diego, yeah, the, right, right on Claremont. Uh, Claremont, Claremont Mesa. And just insanely good. Cheeseburger with Tommy's chili, right? Yep. So uh, I'm just hanging out, reading the paper, coming a little time, getting ready to go to the basketball game. And as good, they are they are like in and out, where they are so good every time. They just nail it. So all of a sudden, uh, two black ladies come in. One's probably 40. The other one's probably 60. And two awful little kids just running around, yelling, screaming. And these two ladies aren't doing shit to oh, rein their kids in. I'm like, rain your fucking kids in, okay? Yeah. Let's go. And so they order, and they go and kind of sit down, and I'm like getting ready to leave. And the, the lady, the younger of the two ladies, probably mid-40s, storms back up to the counter. There's chili all over this cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> this milk and this milkshake. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, you fucking yeah. dummy. There's a Carl's Jr. across the street. What do you think this makes a different? World famous chili burgers. Look at the yeah. picture up there. Yeah. Stupid. Every picture has chili on it. God. I was just like, holy shit. No wonder those kids are so fucking dumb. Look who they're learning from. Uh, so that was yesterday. But my highlight of the week, I, I started to tell you, that guy who was singing about City Heights on yes. Friday. He's singing, and we're like, come on, let's go. This guy's singing his shitty songs. And he goes, uh, hey, we got time for one more. And you're like, ah. So he finishes that yeah. song, and he goes, hey, you know what? I, I guess we do have time. We're, we're going to play one more. And all of a sudden, to my left is the guy in the sound booth. Yeah. This guy stands up, and he's got like a bouncer size flashlight. Yeah. And he starts shaking it at the guy. And the guy, like, it catches his attention. And I'm watching all this. It's going on right to my left. And as soon as 
The lead singer looks to the sound booth. The guy takes the flashlight and he like pulls it down and to the right. Like, <laughs> get the get out of here. here. <laughs> no. And he's telling him, no, no. He's waving his head. No. And he's using the flashlight, telling this guy. And the guy, Dave, the singer's like, now nah, I guess we don't have any more time. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. And I, I said on Twitter, I wish the sound booth guy ran 97.3. So every time one of those shows were like, hey, we got another date. No, no. No, you don't. Off you go. But that was... that. That that sound booth guy at the belly up just running yeah. that guy off the stage was the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. I don't think that guy's going to be asked to open up for anybody ever. Again. Oh, awful! I think that's about it. Yeah, oh my City gosh, Heights. That's so funny. You're writing songs about <laughs> City Heights. The Christian rock guy that I saw a week ago was like, "Dude, that song sucks." <laughs> How old was the guy? Just curious. How old was the guy that was singing? Not the guy that told him to get the fuck off the stage. Uh, guy singing's. 30, 35 to 40. There's not gonna nothing. make it. It's over. No. Right? They it's say, over, Johnny. What do they say? Most guys are millionaires by 25. Most yeah. guys are, are made it in the music industry by 25. Yeah, you're writing songs yeah. about City Heights. You're yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Go back to your fucking day job at Qualcomm, Dick. No one <laughs> nobody got excited in the crowd. I'm from City Heights. No. Nobody freaked yeah, out like no. that. Whenever you hear San Diego in a song, I'm it's like, my city. Well, and that's the great thing is yeah. going back up to North County, because people when I lived up there, it's the same thing. You go, where the hell is City Heights? <laughs> like, it's like 58th and El Cajon Boulevard. There's not even chicks walking the street anymore. You can't even get hand jobs in City Heights because they all left. <laughs> I said City Heights wishes it was IB. That's how bad City Heights is. <laughs> I was, was so like, oh, my God. What am I doing here? Oh, my God. that That is too damn funny. All right. So here you go. Once in a while, you ever drive around and you're like, Man, you know, this is the way the world should be. Like, you have an idea in your head. You're thinking, mm-hmm. this is pretty bright. Maybe the longer you think about it, you go, maybe it's not very bright. You want to share yeah. your ideas. I have an idea that, that came to me on Thursday. And I was going to call you and go, hey, dude, I think I'm a genius. All, All right? right? And then I said, fuck it. I'm going to throw it at you on Sunday night. You tell me if I'm crazy or not. All right, let me hear it. Because I was talking to a friend of mine. And he's saying, a mutual friend you and I both have. And he, I was saying, dude, what's going on? I haven't talked to you in a while. He goes, ah, I'm headed to the DMV, man. Sucks dick. You know? I go, yeah. I got the DMV. It sucks. I was at the DMV a week mm-hmm. ago. It's fucking terrible. He That's all get- changing too. You know, DMV like in a in like eighteen months, you have to provide your birth certificate, social security. I mean, your driver's license yeah. is going to be like a passport. So, yeah, do it now while you can. So, all right. So he's right. telling me that. Then he goes, man. He goes tomorrow. I got a colonoscopy. Sucks dick. And he goes, then I got to make sure all my taxes are done in a few weeks. That whole thing just sucks dick. And I said, boom. I go, here's the problem. I go, we always use that phrase as something yeah. shitty. Yeah. You know, I go, we're, we're our own worst enemy as men. We got to change it around to, dude, I'm going to Hawaii on vacation. Sucks dick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Got a fr- got change a gift, it. Yeah. Got a yeah. gift certificate. Ruth Chris sucks dick. You, you play the game. All of a sudden, yeah. women start using the phrase. And you go, hey, sucks dick. Blowjobs all of a sudden are in. We are so dumb to use the phrase sucks dick as something bad. We got to start using one something good. Hey, Padre, opening day tickets. I got them. Sucks, dick. <laughs> and then, boom, you just you, you change. You change the game. You change the game. That's God. why chicks all look at it. Hey, they don't call it a blowjob for a reason. There's nothing that's a bigger turnoff than a chick saying that. Yeah. Jesus. Are you done yet? That's it. <laughs> uh, don't. Look. There, there are. I was lucky that I had. Uh, growing up, a lot of female friends yeah. 
girls I dated and then girls that were just friends. And I used to always tell them, you fucking learn how to do that, and the world's your oyster. Yeah, you were kidding. It really is the world is your oyster. And then they were like, eh, eh, eh. Well, the ones who were like, eh, 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 are the ones who ended up bitter. Yeah. Just bitter. And the ones who were like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> you're goddamn right. I do that like Hemingway writes novels. You're like, shit, no wonder you live in that beautiful house in La Jolla. Guys aren't that fucking smart. Just do it. But uh, my free advice to the guys would be, as the great Andrew Dice Clay once said, uh, your girlfriend get a given head? And the guy said, yeah. And Dice said to her, how do you think she got that way? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what happened yesterday or where she was. Now, if she's got that big red pimple on the side of her lip, yeah, it's probably fair to ask a question or two. But what, if you if yeah. you if chicks learn how to do that, man, the world's your oyster. What did Lisa say? She says, "I'll ruin uh, I'll ruin it for you for the rest of your life." She says, "Once you right. yeah, remember that she said it with us." She goes, she goes, I will ruin it for you for the rest of your life. Once you're with me, nope. there's never going to be a girl ever again that's as good as me. I'm going to ruin sex for you for the rest of your life. Wow. Well, I like that confidence. <laughs> Self-confidence. Double dog dare you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about her this week? God damn. In New York, looking great, yeah. huh? Good she for her. great. How about good for she her. said she gets a lot of, this is an interesting thing. You and I spoke a little bit. Before we went on there about how many people... You, well, you just said it a second ago. I mean, it wasn't even on there. When you talked about Ronda Rousey. When mm -hmm. people were saying the haters came out, why don't you kill yourself? I mean, it's the worst thing you Terrible. can say to a human being. But Lisa Ann's saying she's getting killed on, on Twitter for people saying going after her saying, ah, oh, you look old or your body this. To me, she's never looked better than right now. I think she's great, man. I think she's great. And and I, I, I mean, we talked about self-confidence. Look, show me anybody in any walk of life more confident in their own skin than she is. Yeah. More comfortable in their own skin. More comfortable with their decisions uh, than she is. Shit, man. Uh, yeah. And she's cool as hell. Uh, uh, who are people to judge That's what other I'm saying. people? Right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're so goddamn negative as a society. We just hate everything. Everybody sucks. Everybody's this. You go... She's doing her thing. Yeah. She's not hurting me. She's not hurting you. For whatever reason, she gets a kick out of this dopey show in the audience. More power to her, man. I, I wish, uh, I, I don't know, maybe she goes home and just drinks a bottle of Sailor Jerry and cries herself <laughs> to sleep every night, but I don't think so. I don't it think so like either. somebody living her life. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it, she's one of those people where... For me, I've always been the kind of person that was attached to someone else where, you know, I got married young, but I had, when I, before I got married, I had friends that I, if I was going to the post office, I'd call you up and go, hey, I got to make run a couple errands. You want to go? Yeah. You know, I always had to have someone with me all the time. I was yeah. just that kind of person. I'm always admire people that can find happiness with themselves. Like, because you said she was in New York. She's traveling. Yeah. She's traveling by herself. She's going to Pennsylvania. She's going to basketball games. She's going here and there. But she can do life by herself and feel confident in her own skin that yeah, I'm, I'm self-sufficient. I can get things done on my own. I don't need a person to make me happy. I reached out to see if she could uh, make some kind of appearance for the live show that we're doing on the 8th, and unfortunately she'll be in Denver that weekend. Okay. But um, but at some point, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find a way to get her down here, at least get her back on the phone. Yeah. Um, Padre Baseball, I swear to God, I am going to 
fight Buster Olney. <laughs> Dude, I love the Buster I'm Olney. so sick of this little fucking twerp. Let me tell you about Buster Olney, yeah. where, where it started. I'm convinced this all started trade deadline day in 2015. Because on that day, you and I were doing mornings at 1360, and I went home and was watching ESPN. Yeah. And Olney and Stark, and I think it was Jim Bowden, um, whoever else they had at the desk, um, I think Gammons had already moved by then. Okay. These guys just kept getting all excited about all the moves that A.J. Preller was expected to make. It's when the season when they had Camp and Upton, and I think the guy they were really expecting to go that day was Craig Kimbrell. And throughout that show, they kept hyping the fact Hey, we got to keep an eye, man. Only 45 minutes, only 30 minutes for A.J. Preller to make a big move. Well, then the deadline came, 1 p.m., came and left, and Padres didn't make a move. Yeah. And you saw a lot of sour faces on that set. I remember watching that going, God dang. Somebody in the Padres organization, I'm convinced, told them we're going to be incredibly busy. Yeah. We are going to make a bunch of moves, and everybody's going to go. And then when those moves didn't go through, yeah, it sure appears to me, um, watching Olney, it feels like he's got hurt feelings. He's got the red ass. And every chance he can, in a snarky little punk way, he takes a shot at the pods. Now, today, he happened to point out something about another team that I watched, the Twins. Yeah. They are two completely different teams right now twins were in the playoffs last year they feel like they still have an opportunity to be competitive in the central they don't have anybody really at triple a that's ready to break through they've kind of used their guys right whether it's kepler or miguel sano or byron buxton a lot of those guys were right there so the twins went out and signed fernando rodney and then they made a deal yesterday for Lance Lynn. Uh, Logan Morrison has come in there. A lot of guys on one-year deals. Yeah. Um, benefit to the Twins of maybe a buyer's market. But he points out only, well, the Twins went out and got Fernando Rodney, Lance Lynn, Logan Morrison. And he talked about Annabelle Sanchez, who the Twins cut yeah. today. Uh, for $55 million, which is basically a third of what the Padres paid to get Eric Hosmer. You go, well, what the fuck point is that? What point are you making? Maybe his point is what you say all the time, is smart money. Well, smart money by the Twins, low contracts, boom, you play for this year, and you figure if you want to keep them next year, you go out from the offer. I mean, it almost sounds like a dream scenario for most major league teams, what the Twins are doing. I know you're a Twins fan, but it's kind of funny. For me as an outsider, yeah. what the Twins have done, I think, is, is genius. Well, I like them. Yeah. I like the I'm not, I'm not complaining I understand. about you're the upset Twins moves. That, that, that he could have said the story without th- throwing the Padres, taking a shot at the there's Padres. No, there's no connection. Yes. I mean, uh, to me... I'll take what the Twins did, and I'll take what the Padres are at today over the Phillies giving Jake Arrieta $75 million. $75 million for Jake Arrieta. I look at that deal, I go, God dang. Yeah. Hosmer, to me, you've said it, I've said it, everybody has said it. To me, it looks like two separate deals. Five years for 100, three years for 39, he gets a $5 million bonus. I'll take that deal. I'll take it. We'll see. 
if he comes out and he hits 210 and he can't play first base, then yeah, it sucks. But it's always there's a little need to take a shot at the Padres when, I mean, the MLB pipeline, just call them the number one farm system in baseball. Yeah. Well, why are we ripping these guys? Tatis, Urias. Now Matt Fryers can fucking pull his pants back up. <laughs> it's Urias, Dave. That's how it is. Luis Urias. Okay. All right? These guys, Quantrill, Lucchese, all yeah. these dudes, Lowers pitching well. All these dudes are bubbling under the surface. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we look at it and we go, all right, well, yeah. It, it went, if the pods went out and signed Arietta at that contract. I would have been very upset. If the Padres and Arietta today for that same deal they signed at the Phillies, I would have been really upset. I honestly think it's the worst contract the entire winter. Yeah. Because if you look at Arietta's numbers, first of all, Arietta's a – Really interesting guy. If you look at the first six years, I think, of his career for Arietta when he was with Baltimore, mm-hmm. and then you look at his numbers with the Cubs, you go, that's a steroid guy. That's a guy that's taken something. His numbers aren't even close to being the same. And, and to the point where you look at Theo and you're going, how the hell did he figure that out? The, it, night and day, it's two different players. You know, this guy was a terrible pitcher with the Baltimore Orioles. Lucky to even hang on in the big leagues. Had a couple great years in 15 and uh, 14 and 15 with the Cubs, and then last two years, 16 and 17, not very yeah. good. His ERA ha- has raised a lot. He's lost two and a half miles an hour on the fastball, and he's he's dropped tr- dramatically to the point where he was a number three pitcher for the Cubs. Looking at, at his numbers and looking at Julius Chasheen's numbers, yeah. you know what the difference is? It's one win. The ERAs are about the, about the same. It's one win that Arietta had more. You look at the offensive power he had on a world championship Cubs yeah. team compared to a shitty Padres team. Yeah. It makes zero sense for that guy to get $75 million. And and playing in Philly? Yeah. And, I mean, Wrigley. Yeah. Ed Whitson's like, dude, I think he might have made a mistake. Well, he got he gets seventy five yeah. million. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get killed in Philadelphia if you don't live up to that contract. And I, I don't I think he's out of gas. I don't think he's the same guy. Here's the other great uh Buster Olney story that I will protect the source who told it to me, but knows this story very well. Olney lived in Coronado with a couple of guys that we know. Both yeah. of their names will stay out of it. The one roommate has told me that what Olney would do is he would make a huge pot of SpaghettiOs. They're terrible. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Yeah, I know. He would make like a huge pot of SpaghettiOs and then go in a room. They had a separate room where the dryer was, where the washer and dryer was. And the story was that the dryer would be on and it would be incredibly hot and uncomfortable and only would sit there overnight and eat SpaghettiOs out of this pot (laughs) <laughs> While talking baseball with Peter Gammons. Yeah. For hours on end. That, to me, is just... That's wild. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, Buster's background was grew up on a farm. Smart guy went to Vanderbilt and came out to the UT. I mean, you yeah. know, to be at the Union Tribune... Do you remember when he was here, how mm-hmm. quiet he was? I mean, you want to talk about a guy that was afraid of his yeah, own shadow. Yeah, he should stay quiet. It's really, <laughs> it's really amazing that he does TV now because he. I've never seen a guy that was so shy. Well, I, I that kind of that kind of little petty bullshit that he pulls bugs me. Yeah. Now, somebody said today on Twitter they feel like Ken Rosenthal's the same way towards the Padres. I don't feel that way at all. No, I don't either. I think Ken's always been cool to the Padres. Uh, we didn't deal with him a lot, but when we were at Fox, he would be a pretty regular guy. And just yeah. because we we're curious, we'd bring up different teams, and he, I mean, when they when they were garbage, he would say they were garbage. But I didn't feel like he went out of their way, went out of his way to take a shot at him. 
like Olney's taking a shot at, at the Padres. So, uh, look, I'll, I'll just give free advice to Buster Olney. If we happen to cross paths yeah. and I give you this look. <laughs> yeah. You better start fucking running the other way. <laughs> no, what's I, funny I, is I laugh, almost laugh at that because I don't think the Padres were on a Sunday night game last year. No. Yeah. And you're like, well, until they end up on a Sunday night game, you aren't going to see Buster anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> good for call, him. Good for him. He can call the game from the studio. I don't like the way he ties the knot in his tie. <laughs> like it's 1974, and he's a guest on the Merv Griffin show. <laughs> you know ties his tie like that? Leisure yeah. Fryer, that old oh my bitch. God. That is so what happened to Leisure Fryer? Why is he such an old bitch recently? <laughs> Dude, he caught a big-ass lizard today. Did he catch it on, on Twitter? I, I, caught a big I lizard with his bare hands and said, wait till my grandkids see this. Caught it with his bare hands. I hope that lizard eats him alive. Dude, I wouldn't like touch a that boa constrictor. I, wouldn't I hope that old man gets swallowed alive by a boa constrictor. <laughs> it's funny you brought up ties. I was watching, my wife never watches sports with me, mm-hmm. but I'll... I'll tape uh, KUSI and I'll tape for uh, Dan Plant. No, I'll tape. Uh, I'll tape for the high school stuff just because I know a lot of kids that are in high school. Just because they're kids, my kids' age, and I'll see certain guys are doing in soccer or basketball or baseball, just whatever. So I'll, I'll tape the KUSI sports and I'll watch it the next day. And I'll also tape Troy Hirsch. I'll tape sixty nine or Tabitha Troy or whatever. Hirsch. Whatever, just, just what comes up on my DVR. So I'll, those are the two sports casts I'll watch every day. Rick Willis is like, whatever. Now, well, Rick is, I see Rick once in a blue moon. He's KUSI. I, oh, okay. Fine, I get Rick. So, Troy Hirsch goes out and he buys this maroon suit. Like Paul Bear Bryant kind of suit, okay? <laughs> like my, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, it is. It's Ron fucking Burgundy. I, I don't know why it didn't click for me to get it. And my wife goes, boy, he made a big mistake. And I said, what are you talking about? She goes, the problem with that fucking suit, every time he wears it, you're going to go, that guy just wore that suit two days ago. Or that guy, yeah. wore, you know, she goes, every time you're going to remember the last time he wore it because it stands out. And she's right. Every time Troy Hirsch wears that suit, I'm like, doing the days. Did he wash that fucking suit at the dry cleaners or did he just throw it back on the hanger and put it back on? You start counting down. I'm like, my wife was right on that shit. Speaking of my wife, we go to see Black Panther last night. Okay? Oh, yeah. And Hang he- on. Did Troy Hirsch get a job with the OJs? They're the only guys I know wearing maroon suit. <laughs> he is with the OJs. Maybe that's Singing, why uh, they need to bring a tab with the Lipkins so he can yeah, have more time with the OJs. All aboard the love train. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, that is the funniest shit. Um, so we go see Black Panther last yeah. night. Okay. So I know you've seen it twice, right? Yep. So go to see it, and and I'm not ruining the movie, but 20 minutes in the movie, the 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 main star is fighting for his life. Okay. Uh huh. The fight's over. All right. Here's yeah. A, here's my wife. Whew. She puts her hand over her heart and does that big deep breath. Like I was really worried, and I looked at her. I go, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" And she goes, "What?" I go, "The 20 minutes into the yeah. fucking movie." Yeah, I go, if the Black that, Panther dies 20 minutes in, what kind of fucking movie is this? Yeah. You don't know. I go, I know. Yeah. I actually know. He yeah. was never going to die in 20 no. minutes into the movie. No, this isn't good times. Yeah. <laughs> when John Amos died. <laughs> when John Amos wanted more money. Yeah, Jesus. and they killed him off. Yeah, he just dies all of a sudden. And then when when he gets in another fight, and, and he survives. And she's like, whew. And I said, this shit's making a ton of money. You don't understand yeah. there's going to be a part two. Yeah. You know, there's no way this Did you like it? 
I liked it. Was it the, my my favorite superhero movie of all time? No, it wasn't. It wasn't no. my favorite one. I, I, my, my kids asked me this today. What's your favorite superhero oh, movie? So, so I ranked my three, okay? Okay. First one I thought was the, the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Okay. Was, I, I thought, outstanding. Second one was The Dark Knight, Batman. Oh, with shit. With Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. A little bit long. It was about 40 minutes too fucking long. Yeah. And the third one, Superman 2. Do you remember oh, Superman 2? Hey, shit. You shut the fuck you up. You fuck off. <laughs> Super- fuck off. Superman 2 with General Zod. We used to fight the three people. Oh. And I, I saw it I saw it at the Bruin in Westwood yeah. when I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah. And and when they, they land and they think they're on the planet Houston yeah. because they're all Houston, Houston. Where yeah. We see somebody. They think they're on Houston instead of, uh, you know, they're in the United States. And the first thing the people in Houston say when they see them in those black suits I bet you they're from California. You know, they play more in California. Anyway, those are my three. I have one. Yeah, it's only one. I, I now I will say this. I saw um, the last Spider-Man. I I love Downey Jr. playing yeah. Iron Man. Good for him that he, he kind of job. found. Yeah, but I have one that stands out above the rest, and it will be the one forever. The one that stands out above the rest is Ant-Man with Paul Rudd. They're making a second one. Yep, and here's why. The first time I saw it, I saw it in the theater with my sons. So they would have been, at that time, maybe eight or seven. Okay. And we went over in uh, Hazard Center, right by the old trophies, and we had never done it. They, They really, at that time, they hadn't been to the theater too much. And we went on like a Tuesday afternoon and just hung out and popcorn and laughed our ass off. And it was such a great memory. That's right. Just uh, like these big leather recliner chairs and they were like, kids are, this chair is huge. (laughs) And just mowing popcorn and dying laughing. And why I love that movie is from that memory, and my buddy Cheech, who yeah. passed away in 2016, on the Wednesday before he died. This is why it's like, man, you have to enjoy every day. This was Wednesday. He passed away on Saturday. On a Wednesday, he was up walking around, and the last thing that we did together was me, Cheech, and my buddy Tommy watched that fucking movie. It was yeah. on, like, Stars or something. And uh, it was just great, man. It, uh, we I said it last week that I like clean endings. You yeah. can't always get a clean ending, but if you can, it's nice. And and I will try to focus less on his passing and try to focus more on that particular day. But when that movie, and I, I own it on Blu-ray, when it comes on, um, it brings me back to two really cool days with my sons and then uh, with my buddy, kind of the last thing that we did. And fucking Paul Rudd is so funny to me. I just yeah, think Paul like Rudd Paul is Rudd great. But, um, Dave, I was never into him. I've never seen Dark Knight. Um, Have you still not seen the, the second Batman, the, the Dark Knight? With Christian Bale? No. I with saw Heath the, Ledger? Yeah, no, I never no. saw that. But now... Um, my sons are at that age where they love Iron Man yeah. and then uh, Captain America. And I I think that's – look, maybe they did this before. But I think that's cool that if you go to see an Iron Man movie, Captain America is going to show up or the Black Panther is yeah. going to show up. 
Spider-Man, right? Any Did you of them? see Stanley in, in the Black Panther? Did you see him? Yeah. When it, in yeah. the casino part. Oh, yeah. Okay. Always yeah. shows up. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was wondering if you caught it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was great. And I, I just think that's cool, man. I like that, where they kind of cross-pollinate. And if it had not been for my kids, um, the Iron Man movies, I think, are fun. They are very good. Yeah. No, they are very good. It's funny you say that, the memory had. The reason I told you I picked the first Spider-Man was because I took my youngest son, Jake, yeah. to see the first the Spider-Man. I could tell you exactly what food we got you know, when yeah. we were in the theater, which M&Ms we, he picked out, you know, the whole deal. But you're right. That's the, the moment that stands out. That's why we're, I like it so much. We're doing, um, coming up in two weeks, my sons and I, um, um, my sons and I are going to L.A. Okay. So we're going to go to L.A. the morning, whatever, the weekend of the 25th. But it's funny because I, what I wanted to do, I was going to take them to America's Got Talent. Oh, but really? I couldn't get tickets. Okay. Like 10 years old, you could get in. They'd probably get bored for that. But we're going to try to see, depending on what's showing, we're going to try to see a movie at Chinese Theater. Oh, that's cool. And then we'll stay overnight up in L.A. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be great. And and those kind of things. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's the one thing that I have become probably more obsessed with recently than anything is just finding memories. Yeah. Doing different things. Doing it... Um, different than you did it yesterday and and celebrating it so they don't really know um how it's going to work but we're going to take them and and we'll go up there to la and see a movie and shit i don't know when you tell them you're going to la do do, what are they uh they get excited every time or do they worry about the car rides long or do they say hey they love la my uh the car that i have now sets up really nice yeah so what i did was i went to dick's and Dick's had a sale. Like, you ever see those team blankets? Like a, a yeah. team blanket? Dude, they had like a 40 by 40, this massive Padres blanket. Yeah. So that's in my trunk. So what we'll do is they'll just throw um, a couple of pillows in yeah. the back. And, and what I always do is just pack a cooler, like water, granola bars, yogurt, yeah, crushers and just little things that they can eat. Um, but then they got a pillow and a couple of blankets. And this car that I have now, they were telling me, yeah, shit, it's so much better because the my last car had like bucket seats and they yeah. were leather and they couldn't get comfortable. My kids are like, this car is the easiest car ever to fall asleep cool. in. So we had thought about doing Santa Barbara. I'm like, shit, we'll be in the car too long. Yeah. We're not going to do that. So... um yeah, we'll just we'll get up early and and go up and hang out and then try to do something cool in L.A. on that Saturday night. Um, and then Sunday we'll hang out through the day and then drive them back down and and uh, drop them off. But what I'm doing now is trying to see them at least one night, if not two nights, during the week. Yeah, and then the weekends and it's not great. Yeah, but it's better than a kick in the nuts. No, it's better. Than That's my other saying. <laughs> that like, what sense? isn't better? At least you don't say it doesn't suck dick. Super yeah. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Kick in the nuts. It's uh, yeah, I man. Good for you. Good for you for making the effort. A lot of dads don't make the effort, man. It, good for you. Big, I have a lot man. of friends. I remember when they're about your kid's age, and all of a sudden. They saw the dad once every two weeks on a, a one day a week. Yeah, know? no, that that doesn't work. Yeah, and it it's funny to me because. Um, like they're they're both really cool. I, I'm incredibly proud of both of them. But 
I have noticed um, over the last couple of days that we've been together that they sit closer. Really? Like last night, we were watching the Aztec game. God, it was just fun. It was just yeah. fun. And and watching the Aztec game. And Dave, it was so, like, if I had not have done that, my attitude would have been like, hey, Brian Dutcher, where was this all year? Yeah. Right? But but you won when you needed to. And instead, sitting there with two guys that love basketball, that love San Diego State, that are dying to go to Vieja Serena. Um, and usually we just hang out. And yeah. my one son, we were in a kind of in a booth, and it was me and my son Cade were here, and Jack was on the other side. And the whole time, he was just jammed up next to me, just jammed yeah. up next to me watching the game, which, I mean, we watched a thousand games. He's never done that. And you go, yeah, all right. That's cool. Yeah, you go, yeah, but you, you know it's impacting yeah. them too. And so uh, – you just man, you just try to you try to live in the moment. You try to enjoy it. Yeah. And tonight, um, dropping them off, it was man. Wednesday will be here before you know. It. Yeah. And and that makes it easier for everybody. But I just uh, it it man, no joke. The the friends of mine that I saw all week, I I just said the same thing. I go, it sucks. And I've had people say, well, you have to tell your sons that you're doing okay. If your sons know how, how tough it's been, it's going to make it hard on them. And I was like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. Don't fucking come in here and tell me how to r raise my sons. I started telling my kids when I was they were six years old. And it was, honestly, it was regarding T-ball. And I would say, I am never going to lie to you. Because the day I lied to you and you find out I lied to you, it's going to have a serious impact on us. And I would talk to them about if I felt like they made enough effort in school, in homework, in chores, sports, whatever. All I've ever said is have fun, listen to your coach, and try your best. If you do those three things for me, I don't care yeah. if you're playing basketball. I don't care if you're two from 50 for the field uh, or or one of two. If you are having fun, you're listening to your coach and trying your best. I, I couldn't care less. I don't have to live my life through you. But I said to them in the car today, I said, why I have not lied to you and said, everything's fine. Yeah. Is because it's very easy for me to put myself in that backseat going, whoa, hang on. Hang on a second. For as long as I can remember, you've told me I was everything in your life. How great you love being my dad. And now you're like, hey, what's up? See you later. Beat it. Bullshit. Yeah. I, I, I just say to everybody, everybody, like all my friends have been great. But, um, yeah, you go, it, it's the relationship I have with those two guys is unbelievable. Yeah. And what I have found this week is uh, the relationship I have with the friends and the people close to me is unbelievably cool. nice and it's been great yeah. yeah no absolutely cool yeah it's uh 
it, it, I mean, hell, when you change up any fi- family dynamic, man, it's uh, it, yeah. everybody's affected. And you're right. Usually the parents are the ones that kind of uh, suck it in a little bit more and, and don't want to share, share the feelings. Yeah. And right. I have no problem with that. Um, did you That's watch good. any of the Enberg funeral yesterday? I did not. Yeah, I was, uh, I was out actually uh, coaching baseball yesterday and then completely didn't realize. And then I was trying to find basketball because I wanted to see the championship games of yeah. of different ones and see. Because not all of them, some of them had championship games today, but I was trying to find uh i was wanting to pay attention obviously uh san Diego state mm-hmm. um north carolina virginia and uh the pac-12 championship wanted to, get, to keep track of everything that was going on or semifinals is the way it worked out for some of them but you know what i mean i, I was trying to keep track of basketball i completely uh, forgot about dick enberg uh so yesterday morning was the celebration of life for dick enberg what time did it start because uh, i think 10 all right so uh, it started was it raining by then because yeah. i was in ah uh, shit i was in uh lakeside and it was not raining it was just it was just barely kind of misting so it's the celebration of life for enberg at petco park now they did something similar a couple of weeks ago for kevin towers and you heard from brian cashman and boach and walt jockety i mean buddy black kirk gibson freddie yuleman was incredible the enberg one they had weight too many speakers is that right way too many now mike pomeranz uh did a insane good job okay as the mc but i kept texting mud going he's gonna fucking cry <laughs> and i hope pomeranz cries was it on television yeah it was on fox oh, sports fuck. san diego okay. pomeranz told a great story that he said um when he and sweeney traveled like the first year in 2012 when they traveled um they had gone wherever, Philadelphia to Washington, and it okay. was like Mother's Day weekend. And Mike said he got there and realized he didn't have a pink tie. He goes, I can't believe it. I, I didn't pack a pink tie. And he was really upset that, you know, he missed that opportunity. He said they finish up that game on Sunday. They go the next day to wherever, Philadelphia. So there's a knock at the door. He looks out. There's a fist. He goes, well, I know it's a nice hotel. I'm not going to get beat up. He opens up the door. It's Dick Enberg, and it's Enberg telling Mike. Oh, I was hoping he'd say punch his lights out. He beat the dog shit out of Palmer. And that was our story. <laughs> um, Enberg said, hey, I heard what happened yesterday. I saw how affected you were, and I don't want that to happen again. Mike said, that's the tie I'm wearing right now. It was great. Mike told great stories. Billy Packer told great stories. But this is what I'm noticing at funerals recently. Yeah. Why is it that the there's this guy who goes up there, his name's Bobby Herbeck. Nobody's ever fucking no. heard of this guy. And he goes up <laughs> and he's telling stories, but the stories are all about like promoting Bobby and how like Dick you know what I mean? Yeah. This guy apparently is a comedian. You go, What? Okay. And he's like, I did this character and he's got the goofy hillbilly teeth and he's doing the whole routine. And he's trying to say like how Enberg could never get his lines out because this guy's so goddamn funny. Jesus. And I'm like, dude, seriously? Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, like the Enberg family seemed respectful and they were laughing. But I mean, you go, Billy Packer's there, Pam Shriver's there, okay. Cliff Drysdale, Tennis Hall of Famer, Dan Fouts spoke. Costas was in the crowd. They Costas never, didn't speak. He, not that I yeah. saw. Vince Scully? No. No. No, and it made me, uh, but. Finn's 90 now. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, w- I would have had Bryce Miller speak. Yeah. Like, Bryce got to know him a lot over the years. Uh, I thought Pomeranz yeah. was great. Um, oh, and Myers was great. Cool. Yeah, you know, but cut it down. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Dave, when you die right now, let's think about this right now. <laughs> let's put together the list. Okay. Yeah. Who do you want to speak at your funeral? I would like, we'll put this list together right now. Oh, that's funny as shit. Well, I've always said I want you to speak. I know, I'm, I I know you're going to outlive me. I'm pretty sure about it. It's, uh, I will I, run it. I'll be honest. I just want it to be funny. Yeah. I'll be honestly, fine. I love to laugh. And if, if I could, people are laughing, having a good time, that, that's it. Because funerals, I know, are sad. Look, that person's not coming yeah. back. Yeah. But it's it's being able to me to tell stories and hell, you got a million of them on me over twenty years. But it, but it, it's funny as far as people telling stories. Let's put and together it, a list of our five right now. Who will be the five people oh, that you would like to speak five. at your? I honestly just the the three people that that I would be you and my two boys. That's all I need. I I probably go with one. I'm not sure that I want to book both of your sons. <laughs> Go with that. With the, Jake is the funny one. So, again, Jake would be right, Josh, Josh is funny, but Josh, I know, would get too emotional. Yeah. I, Josh, okay. Josh and I have a different relationship. Jake and I always just constantly put each other down where my wife hates it. We just walk back and forth and make each other feel bad. But Josh would get too emotional. All right. So, here are the five we're going to book. It'll be me. Yeah. I'll MC it. It'll be fine. Josh, Jake. Alan Horton, we will yeah. book for that because I think Alan Horton would be great. Oh my gosh! Okay, I think Alan Horton yeah. would be great. Yeah, it could tell us stories. And now we have that fifth spot open. Now that fifth spot, you could go a bunch of different ways. You could go um, see, like I know you have friends in Nashville, like your buddy Rodney, but none of us are going to get those stories. So Rodney's yeah. probably not making the cut. <laughs> But it's not going to be Costa either yeah. because he's going to go way too long. Yeah. Way too long. See, Costa would get emotional, I think. Yeah, he'd It would. It's funny you say, say this. Now that you're going to be jumping around thinking, my 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 two kids, I have one that, that's real tall and thin, that's 6'6", 215, mm-hmm. and I have another one that's 6'3", about 300. Okay, I was trying to be an offensive lineman, and it's, it's yeah. huge. Okay, Jake looks like he's 35, but he's 19 years old. Jake is actually probably the more sensitive one. I just said Josh would get too emotional. Josh would probably be the better speaker. Are your boys, do you know your boys' personalities that well? I thought so until, honestly, no joke, until this thing. Yeah. And it, it, uh, but if My anything, kids were around the same age as your boys when I realized I had it wrong for years. Yeah, it, but it's yeah. made me so close with both of them. It's great. Um, yeah, Josh is more mentally tough than, uh, than my younger one. But your younger one would be great. Yeah. Because his he, stories would be awesome. Oh, it would be embarrassing as shit. He'd make up 90% of it. Um. You'd probably yeah. call me faggot in the middle of it. Just to know that we try not to say words like that. Shit. Um, okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. We could have, you know, I booked the fifth guy. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the guys who are going to speak at your funeral right here. God, this is okay. going to be a great <laughs> gonna be good. I wish I could see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the five will be me, Josh, Jake. I'll split them up okay. with Alan Horton. Okay. And rounding out the top five, edging out Trevor Hoffman and Jim Trotter, who would have been good. Yeah. Rounding out the top five will be former Mariners great Brett Boone. <laughs> Brett, would be, Brett would be great. Brett will be great. Brett would be great. This, now, is, this is how Brett would do it, because Brett addresses me the same way every time I see him. David? Yeah, he walks up to me with a Starbucks cup in his hand. Yeah. And will just look at me and, good morning, David. Just every time, no matter what. And Brett Boone, congratulations. Brett would look at me right in that coffin and say, I guess you're dead, David. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, Brett Boone would be great. Brett would be great. 
All right, so I think that's it. Did I miss anybody? No, you did a good job. You, you did a good job. What about you? Do you have five? That uh, you you think will of? run it. Well, I'll, I'll be dead. You will run it. <laughs> I can um, more than you did. I don't. I don't need anybody from Encinitas in that group. <laughs> you don't trust guys. anybody? No, they could all show up. Um, my sons hopefully would be old enough. That yeah, would be. They that, will be old enough. Yeah, that would be great. I would what say. What about Chris? Oh, my brother? Yeah. God no. <laughs> Fuck no. I'm even close. I don't even know we let him in. <laughs> we might let my brother speak at yours. Uh, God no. Uh, <laughs> he's not getting up there. He'd be done. Um, my mine would be you. I'd I'd put Horton in that group yeah. too. Yeah. Horton knows a lot. Horton's yeah. been through a lot with this. Uh, and then uh, Mud. Yeah, Mud would be great. Yeah, I'd put yeah. mud for mine. Yeah, mud would be great. And then um, that's funny as shit. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Trotter, Tr- I'd I'd want Trotter yeah. there because Trotter's cool. Fight Club. Trotter's yeah. Fight Club, and and those guys. Yeah, that's yeah. That. Trotter and Walchev can go together. That's fine. You that's know, all you need and keep it tight. That's what I'm saying. We don't need 19 no. guys here. You don't. You don't need 19 guys. Here's the, here's the deal. You and I are the same on this. We like to laugh, like to have a good time. I'm not doing this whole. I understand it's not like. These New Orleans funerals where there's this huge party celebration, it's kind of hard to do that when you yeah. aren't going to see somebody ever again. But also, look, death is part of life. I mean, it's just oh, the way it goes. Done. Everybody's going to die. So when when there's a joke here and there, I'm, I'm all for it. For me, at least, I know you probably feel the same way. I don't want it to be where people are sitting there crying, you know? No. And so it's um, that, that's funny. When I had to speak for my dad, it um, oh. was – strange because i knew for years i was gonna have to do it one day my sister mm-hmm. said to me she goes you're gonna have to be the one that speaks one day and i said are you serious she goes i'm just telling you you're gonna have to be the one well, when you have cancer you're sitting there and you're going through going okay well eventually i will have to do this mm-hmm. and then I, I didn't write anything down i would think of stories and stuff but i would I never wrote anything down for years and then about um eight hours before the actual um funeral i went downstairs in the hotel said can i borrow your computer i just wrote out a couple bullet points oh nice and i I just went through but man i kept it funny the only part where i almost fell apart were when i had to mention my sons and my dad's granddaughter and then i just felt like my they were cheated i Mm -hmm. felt they were cheated in time but otherwise man i kept it funny i threw a million stories out there that made my that made us laugh that we that that was it it was all about my dad would make you laugh my dad would be bummed out i think if everybody cried the whole time yeah no i mean that's it that's all you want i mean when i did not speak at my buddy's funeral, because that just would have been... Now, my, my friends who did were amazing. Yeah. They were amazing. Did they ask you to and you turned it they down? They did. Okay. You just said, I can't do it? I just said, it's not... Yeah. I just... Well, plus I knew I pussed out 10 days earlier. Now, my kids wouldn't have been at that one. <laughs> well, you, I, you fell apart at that one? You couldn't yeah, do this one? Yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> you just noticed it. that guy that kept ever But, finished. you know, I will say this. Yeah. Like, the funniest thing about that is... Like, we have no problem at all laughing at ourselves. Yeah. And the idea that my two kids at age 10 bust my balls about that is the funniest shit ever because I'm like, I just take yeah. my beating. They're like, hey, tell us about Allie's funeral. I'm like, God damn, she yeah. loved you to death, okay? Maybe we could stop joking about your mom's best friend dying. Now, we miss her, but tell us about you at the funeral. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's simple. Well, her mom got up. Uh, Allison was a wonderful daughter, and I'll miss her forever. Here's uh, Allison's sister, Fran. Boy, my sister was great. Uh, what an amazing, amazing person. Gone too soon. And here's uh, yeah, here's our brother Andrew. And, Did it go uh, really fast? Did they really 
No, they all went okay. like six or seven minutes okay. and told these stories, and then they're like, "Hey, um, here's Jeff to share a few stories." Well, you know, uh, Allison. Ah! Like I have no idea. It's because Dave, what you just said when you, I you made in, eye contact with your kids. Yeah, yeah. I looked in there and they they fucked, but they yeah. they could not care less yeah. about that. They have no feeling of the connection. Yeah. They just think it's hysterical. Yeah. And I, of course, over exaggerate yeah. the story yeah. for them, knowing your audience. But um, <laughs> but no, that'll be great. Um. What if I book Nicole Eggert for your funeral? Yeah, why not? She'll be my she date. Yeah, I hope she is. She never gave me the damn time of day when I was alive. Go ahead. Bring her Bring her and Lisa on each shoulder. Go ahead. Shove it right uh. up my ass. You know? That's so funny, man. It, it's it's <laughs> so fucking funny. It's it, it, it makes me laugh. As you said, when you look at your kids and you you get emotional because you, you feel everything yeah. for your kids. Once you have kids, you're going to feel everything Changes for your kids. Changes your whole life, man. For Stevie yeah. Woods, congrats to our pal Johnny Gennaro. Yeah. Johnny Gennaro is the proud father of a baby girl yeah. this week. Look, here's my free advice for Woods, okay? And and his wife. Nobody needs to see the dirty diaper pictures. What is Dude, going no on? Shit. What is do that? this? Why do you do that? Get your why do you do it? He's yeah. done it ten times. Yeah, is your kid eating mustard seeds? We don't need yeah. to see that shit. Stop. Nobody cares. Okay? Clean them up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's gonna that, get diaper rash. Yeah. Put that the could, phone away. Yeah. God damn. Bobby Herbeck, you're fucking about <laughs> as funny as that guy at the Enberg thing. Like, God damn, leave the kid alone. Just clean him. Oh, I can't wait for mom to get home. Oh this my guy. I'm like, dude, stop it. <laughs> Enough. Enough. All right, speaking of kids, because uh, we, we almost got to it, but I was going to ask you. San Diego State or Viejas Arena is hosting basketball this week mm-hmm. on Friday and on Sunday. You going to look at all to, to possibly get them to a game? No, no, way too expensive. It's, right? I have no idea what the prices are. I know they came up. I tell you, I'm I'm working it because ESPN said oh, to nice. me about a month ago, "Hey, Dave, can you work it?" And I said, "Yeah, I go, y'all. I want to do it." You know why I said yes? It's because I thought I would see maybe North Carolina, maybe yeah. Kansas, maybe Duke, maybe Arizona, maybe, so maybe who you Virginia. Get? Dude, I got shit, and that's what I'm saying. You might get in for nothing because Murray State, West Virginia, okay, Marshall, Wichita State. That's Friday. Fuck yeah, Friday. Who are the Friday night games? You have okay, so it starts at like ten ten twenty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have uh, Marshall and Wichita State. I don't want to say the fucking no. Games. Have I mean, fun. <laughs> you and Matthew McConaughey, yeah. we are Marshall. And then yeah, then it comes back at like four fifteen, and then I'm like, well, I gotta fucking hang around. And then you got you got Auburn and Charleston. You have Clemson and Mexico State. You have Murray State, West Virginia. I mean, here here are the teams. The only thing is. Of Auburn, Auburn's a pretty good team. Even okay. though they got beat by Alabama, then the SEC uh, tournament doesn't mean shit. Auburn's a really good team. Bruce yeah. Pearl is a character. Oh you yeah, know? Bruce Pearl is one of those coaches that that's a fun guy. But hell, man, it's just one fucking team. You know, so you go. I'm not seeing any of the teams I wanted to no. see. I'm not seeing anything that I would go. Hey, that's pretty cool. That's something on the other side of the country that you see on TV all the time. But I don't get Kansas. I don't get North Carolina. I don't get Virginia. I don't get yeah. Duke. I don't get anybody. And you're going, what the fuck? So Auburn is what I'm looking forward to. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What time's like, the night game on Friday? Um, the the first afternoon game is 4.15, so probably the night game is probably like 7 o'clock, 7.30. I don't know, man. Maybe hang out yeah, down there. Yeah, and- you might. Again, it, it, tickets probably aren't that expensive. My my point is yeah. it, it's college basketball at its highest level for your fun. kids to see it and go, hey, that's pretty cool. San Diego State uh, plays Houston in Wichita, Kansas. On Thursday, okay, right? On Thursday. Okay. So you have uh, a six seed against 11 seed right there, so... 
San Diego State, if they win, it's set up where they would face Michigan. Wow. And in the second game, Steve Fisher said today, he goes, that was on purpose. You know, NCAA did that on purpose. But uh, you touched on Brian Dutcher. Brian Dutcher, is my son always says, he goes, he looks like that neighbor that calls the cops when you have a party at 1030 <laughs> and says, that motherfucker. You I know? disagree. Dutcher looks like the neighbor that's going to come over and uh, have a beer with you yeah. at that party. <laughs> yeah. Beer with you. Good for, good for him. It's uh, been a long year. Did not see it coming. As a, as a San Diego State fan and, and Trey Kell jumped off senior. That oh, yeah. A lot of us did. Good for him for is winning that, that that's tournament. That's Sean Rook's kid? That is Sean Rook's kid. Yeah. And... Um, it, you know, again, they might be done, uh, and they're supposed to be done. According to odds, are going to be done Thursday. Sure. But I think they win that first game. I think they beat Houston. I'm not worried about Houston. It's the Michigan game where Michigan is definitely supposed to win. But we've seen upsets before Look, that they're in. I mean, the fact is that, that they got in. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. They are back in the tournament. And good for them. Good for them to go in. Goddamn, Eric Musselman in Nevada. Yeah. Did they get in today? You know what? You got the sheet in front oh, of you. you got well, it. I can't you, see you, anything, you can't. but I'm so fucking blind. I can't see a thing. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I like Eric Musselman a lot, but looking at Nevada and Stachus ran them off the floor. Yeah, they sure did. I didn't see that coming at all. Just ran them off the floor. That yeah, Nevada's was... in. Nevada's a seventh seed. Nevada's okay. going to play Texas, who's a 10th seed. Well, and that game's in Nashville. A uh, lot of us, myself included, we're off the bandwagon. We're frustrated with, with the way Aztec basketball was going. Um, but good for Brian Dutcher. Good for that yep. program. Uh, really fun. Now, my sons picked weird things that they wanted to see. And we are talking – I took them driving around San Diego State today just to see – Tony Gwynn Stadium and other things. There was a game going on against Air Force. I told yeah. you, when you want to go, let me know. I'll get you in. Okay, for sure. So they want to go next year to Aztec football, Okay, which I said will absolutely do, no problem. They want to see a game at Viejas Arena, so I said, you got it, we'll do that. And then they said um, they want to go see a game at USD. Yep. They want to go to the Jenny Craig Pavilion. Okay. And I was like, all right, well, that – absolutely yeah. can happen right i mean all respect to usd but to the toreros but um yeah they said shit all right we'll go yeah. so all these things that we kind of dicked around we hadn't done enough of recently we're doing more of going down to crystal pier and doing doing fun things like that getting out and getting about but yeah man they're at that age now uh 10 10 and a half where i just remember as a kid that's when really at that time, Viking games, North yeah. Star games, much more affordable, Twins games, and that's kind of what they want to do. So now we start looking at the schedule and start piecing it together and figure out cool. where we're going to go and, and start seeing things. Yeah, because they're at that age where they, they Yeah, they're going to remember everything, too. At that age, they start remembering everything with those childhood memories, everything that's going on. That's pretty That's pretty cool. I'm glad, uh, you're, glad you're getting out. Cool. Uh, tonight on Fox, Soledad O'Brien, who follows me on Twitter, Okay. Is hosting the OJ confession 11 years later. A, did you tape it? B, nope. will you watch it? Nope. I was, I was, uh, really? Well, you and I kind of discussed this a little bit last I know. week. And uh, I, I said, I know I'm going to hold to my word. I said, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to participate in it. I'll see whatever big story comes out. I'll see on the news tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm not going to put my time into it. Uh, I taped it. Okay. Uh, One of the stories they say is that OJ says right into the coffin that I told you this was going to happen. You know, that's Fuck. that's one of the things. Like, if you kept acting up, I told you this is what you're going to get. Now look at you. Yeah, now look at you. Um, 
I I have a feeling it'll be a show that I probably last ten minutes with. Yeah. But um, but I did record it tonight okay. to see. I'm not watching anything recently. I don't feel like I'm watching anything. I new American Idol. You're gonna watch the new American Idol. I recorded that tonight okay. too. That's really funny. You say that with that bitch, Luke Bryan. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Um, did you give uh, the machine? I I figured out uh, an analogy for okay. Big Sills, and you tell me if you think of this. Okay, well, real quick before you go on, Big Sills is a name that you used on our our podcast. Actually, I stole it from Scott Kaplan. Okay. Kaplan's the guy who started calling him Big Sills first. Okay. Did he call himself Big Sills when he was at 1090? We wouldn't know. We went against him. But I, I didn't I, I didn't hear enough okay. of that. I don't know. Because now but, he only calls himself Big Sills, and he talks in third person all the time. But I think that's I, – okay. I got it from Kaplan. Got it. Scott called him Big Sills, okay. and it struck me so funny. And then Scott said to you and me, let me go, Scott um, was – texted me and said you guys calling him big sills is laying me out and i said i stole it from you yeah. because you calling him big sills lays me out dan to me because we listened on monday woods came in did the impression that was so goddamn funny but then on tuesday um darren was in peoria and had really good aj preller was great yeah Will Myers was great. Chase Headley was really good. And to me, I just figure life is too short to listen to shitty radio. And so um, one other thing I want to clear up about the machine. Last week, I beat the shit out of the music. I said it was safe and it sucked. Friends of mine from inside the building said, hey, give us a break. The computer that had yeah. everything loaded in crashed like at some point on Monday and they were literally firing songs on on the fly. And it makes sense because since that time, the music's been back to being great. So I do like the music they play. But I, I just, I gave Big Sills one day and and then yeah. I tuned in like for a minute on Tuesday. He was talking about his career in the WFL. And I was like, I went over and listened to AJ Preller and others. And then I haven't been back. But I looked at his social media Friday night or Saturday. I'm just like, hey, what's going on? What's he doing? He he strikes me as um, the cat. And the cat that likes chasing the laser yeah. pointer. Yeah. And all of us that talk about him are the ones flashing the laser pointer. Yeah. And then he's chasing it with his big paw and like, oh, they're talking about me and they're talking about me and I'm here and I'm here and I'm here. And then all of a sudden we got bored and we're like, well, we moved on. Yeah. And he's just kind of looking around going, how come nobody's talking about, not talking about, or how come nobody's talking about me right now? I, I don't know. I, I just, that the afternoon show is unlistenable. That show, that show frustrates me. That show frustrates me because we talked about smart radio, oh. smart entertainment. It's not there. It's weak. It's it's below San Diego listeners, unless I'm I'm crazy. It just what audience are you going for? What right. audience? Are, what I mean seriously, what what audience are you, are you using? Because right now it seems like a 1988 format. It, it, you know, it's funny when you talk about Dan Tillett. Be honest, I don't know him for shit. I mean, no, I've, I I've shook either. his hand a few times. I met him, and, and someone introduced us. That was that was about it. I was hoping, honestly, ninety seven three was going to be good. We talked; it was supposed to be the yeah. game. Because you want you want to say, well, what can I listen to? How am I going to be entertained in the car outside of satellite radio? 
Because right now I'm turning the satellite radio all the time. So stagnant. Local radio it, it is, is stagnant. so stagnant. Yeah, so I mean, I want it to be great. Yeah, honestly, or even good, and then work to being great. Yeah, definitely. Neither one of us ever said we're rooting against this guy and hope he falls on his face. Not at all. We're hoping there to be some kind of entertainment value to it. it it's really bad right now. No. I feel bad for him because the old saying about the first impression: the guy that he has working with him, it shouldn't be on there. Hmm. His microphone level's wrong. It doesn't come across clear as can be. He needs a co-host. He to me, he should do almost like a, a John and Ken format, and at least have a guy arguing with him and show you hey, how smart are you? What do you have? But it, it's the same stories all the time. I know about his daughter plays rugby. I know he talks in the third person. I know he's going to talk to the, the same old tired Padres. It, there's there's nothing new. There's nothing breaking as far as what are we going to get in 2018? I don't care about 1982. I, fuck, I know about the 1982 Padres. I still that's not a team that won the World Series. And if they did win the World Series, let's look forward. Stop looking in the past. I'm not entertained. I feel bad that he wasted five days as far as people that might have given him a chance because I, I'm not tuning in tomorrow. Why would I? Why would I tune in tomorrow? Why would I tune in Tuesday? You, you, I gave you a shot, and you didn't You didn't fix it any of the days. You had 20 hours to fix it. You didn't give us anything. Um, I, I had him on Monday, and then Wednesday I tried that afternoon show, and I was just like, oh, boy, brother, yeah. not good. Now, I do. I like the music, and then today – um, driving around because they're just uh, they're on one of my presets. So when you jump around, they're there. And the Padre games, I, I love baseball on the FM. But man, I I think all things being equal, I think 1090 would love to have the Padres back, and I bet the Padres would love to be back on 1090. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. You know, right? Sports does sound great on FM, but man, you you aren't surrounding yourself with the same audience. I don't think you are. And you're right. They kind of need each other. Yeah. You know. Right now, when when this would have been a really good time for the pods to be on 1090. Yeah. Because um, it's it's going to be a fun time. But who are, who are you going to have? Like, who's going to promote your product during the day? You, you have a syndicated show in the afternoon leading into every game. Guys from Seattle. Who's, yeah. who's talking to anybody? Anybody you want. Right, I yep. mean, whether you go, it's Andy Green or McGuire or Hosmer, anybody, Hedges, right? Yeah. Or Pomeranz or Grant or Ted. Where's it coming? Where's it coming? That's going to do to kind of cultivate the interest in what should be. I think this will be an interesting year. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. And then you kind of start looking ahead to the future, but. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe the lead singer of the cult. Can do it, man. <laughs> well, you, can, you don't have baseball guys. You don't just don't have baseball you have guys. None. And uh, you, your best chance, as far as baseball guys, you're right over at 1090. Darren understands baseball. He understands the backstory of the Padres and where they're going. Kaplan can do the same thing. Yeah, it's a it, there's, there's a major hole. It, you're right. I, if I'm if I'm Ron Fowler, I can't be happy with the product that's surrounding my team, um, radio wise. Yeah, you know? I mean because you look at good flagship stations. And it's, it's, you're all in unity. When we were at KFMB, and shit, even when we were at 1090, when we were at 1090, all of the shows that we had, you and me, uh, Coach, uh, Kaplan was gone, Rosie and Sherrod, uh, even that fucking bonehead saw with his bullshit. <laughs> but, uh, but Darren, everybody, if I hadn't mentioned him, 
everybody was was pulling the same direction. Yeah, we were, and liked having the conversations with the different guys and Buddy Black and whoever. It was the GM at that time. Boy, God dang it. That's crazy that you just said that. Um, was it Hoyer? I think Hoyer was gone by then. It was uh, it was Burns. It was uh, Eric. It was... Uh, Josh Burns? Uh, Josh Burns. I'm sorry. Josh Burns with the Dodgers now. Yeah. God, that's Am funny. I right on that? Am I crazy? He was the one you hated. Yeah. yeah. He, we, didn't, we didn't have him, but we had a regular thing with Bud. Yeah. We had a regular... Bud was fantastic. Bud was great, and... Right now, too, where you go, ownership's cool. You feel like everything's good for that team. I like what they're doing on Fox Sports San Diego, but I, I just I can't imagine how they look at that and go, we have the right relationship with the radio station. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not right at all. It's not. I mean, look at even, let's go up the freeway. You look at the, the Dodger station or the Angel station. Well, the Angel the, station's the, a disaster. It, it, it is, but they have the ability, though, to go at any time to flip on and go, hey, there's an Angel story. We're going to go to Terry Smith. The the Angels completely screwed that up. They own AM830. Yep. And they should be all Angels all the time. They have Roger Lodge from Blind Date. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> what are we doing here? Artie Moreno's worth $10 billion or whatever he's yeah. worth. And somebody, uh, Matt Fryers, had sent me a note, John Conniff asking why more teams don't buy their radio stations. And I told him about the Twins being a disaster. Holy cow, the Angels are yeah. a disaster. The Angels, and that's a big signal up there. Yeah. they. Uh, it's a big shot. <laughs> um, Florence Nightingale. If you know the movie, we're not going to tell you. If you know the movie, what that's from, send it to us on Twitter. Yeah. But, but the Angels are living proof of of how not to run a radio station at AM eight thirty. Love it, great studios right inside of the stadium. Inside the stadium, they don't even advertise the station in the in the no, program. In the game program. Yeah, at least they have a game program, which is more than the Padres <laughs> do. Hopefully, and here's the other thing that yeah. I noticed on the Enberg thing. They flashed up to right field. They still haven't put the panels in for the video wow. board. Like it, once yeah. you think, the season's how, starting in about three, three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. right? Into March. It's this month. It doesn't even wait till April. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll get it done. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't, they well, open they up in, don't they open up in Milwaukee? Yeah. They open on the road? Give it a couple more days. Look, they've done a, a awesome job of really changing. Petco Park was it cool. great. But they have done. No, I, I have no complaints about, man, it looked good, too. The grass looks so much yeah. better. Than it did when we were down for the towers things. They said the the blankets are coming off. Man, it looks great. It's gonna it be looks good. fantastic. All right, again, I want to thank the people of our Barkley Landscape Incorporated. You got Ryan, you got his dad Scott doing fantastic things. They're very busy, just like we said. You got to mm-hmm. give these guys a call because the schedule books up really fast. Talked to Ryan just the other day, and he said, "You're absolutely right. Once the rain has started, and people know it's going to stop, they obviously work when it's not raining. So people are filling up their schedule." Free estimates. Nothing changes for everything they do. The quality of service is fantastic. Right now, there's a special March special. 20% off weed cleanup, including spray. Again, 20% off weed cleanup, including spray. Go ahead and and give Ryan a call. Here's his number. 619-669-8000. 619-669-8000. sixes in that number? (laughs) Not three, like my number. Or eight? Yeah, 619-669-8000. Again, free estimates. You name it, though. Uh, Draining, irrigation, tree trimming, fertilization, disease treatments, power washing, yard demolition. You know the whole deal. They do everything for you you could possibly think of to make your yard look absolutely great. Why that weed cleanup is so big is we've seen it. We had a little bit of rain 
yesterday. There's supposed to be a little bit more rain this week, but then guess what happens? Everything dries out, and you see those weeds all of a sudden start getting big. And I'm not talking yeah. about the ones right immediately in your backyard, Dave. I'm always thinking about the ones that are kind of on that hill. Yep. And if you can get rid of those and have Ryan spray those and get rid of them, man, fire season around here, it's just the impact that it has on your life can be terrible. And I'm I'm just such a big proponent of getting out ahead of it and that 20% off that weeds, I mean, not only for your front yard, it's going to yeah. look great. Your backyard, it's going to look great. But I'm always telling you, look for the different ways to make sure that your home is safe uh, when fire season will be here. I mean, we changed the clocks. It's already, days are getting longer. That means summer's right around the corner. Jump and get a get a head start on all of it. Absolutely. Ryan's number again, 619-669-8000. And again, of course, you have the people over there that can help you find that house that you need to make sure that Barkley Landscape can help you out. It's Brian Curry. Brian Curry, his bro broker associate with Caldwell Banker, is absolutely the best in the business. Mm -hmm. 20 years in the business. I haven't run into one person who have told me, hey, I know Brian Curry, and you know what? That guy is solid. That guy is good, yep. very good at what he does. Everybody in San Diego seems has the real estate license right now. This is a guy that actually has it, earns a living doing it because he's very good at it. 20 years in the business all over San Diego County. He's Everywhere but City Heights. <laughs> Everywhere but City Heights. Tonight, he's not going to help you because Jeff won't let him help you. But if Brian, again, he's at a Poway, but he is very easy, very approachable person to deal with. Brian Curry's number 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Why go anywhere else? It's funny. The analogy is um, when you buy a red car, all of a sudden you notice all the new yeah. red cars on funny the road. We're like, you haven't seen it. And when you find yourself back in the housing market, whether you're going to rent or you're going to buy, all of a sudden you start paying attention to every neighborhood. And driving around today, I was down uh, Mission Gorge, kind of between Santee and, and whatever that area is as you kind of get closer in towards Friars Road. And uh, we were driving. I was saying to my sons, I'm like, well, those places look great. They're just too far away. And this place looks great. But you could be like me. I need to go to La Mesa. Now, ideally, I would live in Carlsbad since I work in Carlsbad, although yep. it would be five hours away from this shitty studio. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but downtown, right? You drive by downtown and you go, okay, there's so many places. And how about this, too? The other thing is my condo, yeah. from the outside, it looked like nothing. Looked like nothing. And I probably would have driven right by. And then all of a sudden you get inside, you go, wow, this is great. There's so many hidden gems that because the outside don't look nice, and then you get inside, you go, God damn, this might be 1,500, 2,000 square feet. There's garage space. There's everything. The point that I'm making in all of this is that you need somebody to walk you through the fire. And it is absolutely buying a house is like walking through a fire. But if you have somebody that can lead the way, like Curry's going to do, that can say, look, this is the neighborhood that you want because, A, the school district's safe, the HOAs are manageable, you've got parking, all the things that I'm looking at right now, Dave. Do I get a garage, parking? What are the HOAs like? Yeah. Am I relatively close to a freeway? Give him your checklist and let Brian take care of it and watch how satisfied you're going to be with the results. We guarantee it. Again, Brian Curry, full-service broker with access to the best professionals in the mortgage business. Brian's number 619-251-1588. <laughs>
And, of course, Happy Plumbing. Happy Plumbing right there. Sometimes you think, man, if you have that job and you're Blake over the Happy Plumbing, happyplumbing.com, easiest way to get them. Is every day really a happy day? I mean, you really got to love your job to be a plumber, be really good Nothing at it. on the van. And stay Brian with Curry it. Brian Curry tweeted yeah. out the picture. I loved it. says it on the van. Absolutely. It, it's, it's a great name for a business, but I'm telling you, Blake is doing great things as well. Free estimates. We can't tell you enough how big that is. 24-hour service, seven days a week. Upfront flat rate pricing, never an overtime charge, no travel charges, courteous uniform professionals, and they're licensed and insured. Well, the drain special. I had a friend say to me the other day, you know what? I'm going to punch you in your teeth. <laughs> and I said, why are you going to do that? And he said, because I heard your ad lib from Happy Plumbing about getting the drains cleaned. Yeah. And he said, you know, I've lived here for a couple of years, but I don't know who lived here before me. Yeah. I go, big, shaggy, hairy guy. Like a big furry Chewbacca lived there, and he clogged George up the Animal drain. Steel. George the Animal Steel shaved his back in your drain, and he's like, "God dang, man!" He goes, "I think I'm gonna have to." He goes, "It really bothered me when you said that." I go, well, "I'm having it done before I move in, so I know those drains are clean." And when Blake cleans them, I'm gonna be in goddamn El Centro. I'm gonna be so far away that whenever he yanks out of there, I can't see it, smell it. Anything, just pull it out of there and get it out of there. But um, talking to friends just tonight that are moving in uh, to a different place. Yeah. David's the same checklist that we talk about. All the things you take for granted that all of a sudden might could be adjusted, your whole life could change. Your water pressure, your water heater, your disposal, your drains, yep. right? Maybe your washing machine. There's all kinds of things that are affected. The main line. Man, oh, man, don't be caught flat-footed. Think ahead. Have Blake come out, take care of it, or just check it out. Free estimates. Just come out and say, hey, what's it going to take so that I know peace of mind? I have slab leak. Uh, the slab leak we noticed on November the 5th. Yeah. And it was finally resolved around the 6th of February. Wow. Everything was flipped upside down, tape and and drywall and everything else that took that long um i i did not call happy plumbing if i had known blake at the time it would probably would have been done much sooner but don't be caught flat-footed like we were make that call that we said right now find the free estimates the no overtime is huge absolutely here's the number for happy plumbing 619-433-4943 put this number in your phone 619-433-4943 all right before we go i made a great purchase yesterday okay now what's the last thing that you go you know i bought something it was under oh how about this okay it was under 10 bucks oh, i made a purchase under 10 bucks and i loved it at the mall too we were at the mall yesterday yeah, the last thing that jumps into my mind is is this my wife my wife's a big time religious person okay mm -hmm. you know goes to church every sunday she's raising yep. a family there's a picture of jesus every seven inches on the wall yeah. they had a big picture of i mean a big statue of mary that lit up over their swimming pool as, as a kid i mean we're talking super religious all right so i called her on friday I haven't had a filet of fish sandwich in years but now because of lent they're, they're crazy cheap on fridays at mcdonald's oh, nice. you know yeah so i called her i said just to let you know i just bought two filet of fish sandwiches and they're outstanding thank you jesus and i hung up the phone oh my god so after 10 uh, below 10 bucks those are my two favorite things i've bought <laughs> you ate a filet of fish sandwich two of them 
Yeah. Two of them. Two of them. I look over at my kid because I said, you got to try one of these. He's never had one. I look at him and goes, man, those are fucking great. I go, well, why don't you wipe your mouth? You look like you just did a gay porn. Yeah. Take <laughs> it, was, it easy over there. There's tartar sauce all in his beard. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a terrible analogy. All right. Sorry. I went to Payless because I'm walking through. Yeah. Now, I have a pair of Nike basketball shoes. And I'll, I'll tell about the second part of this okay. in a second. Now, I'm. When I was a kid, I was incredibly rough on shoes. Yeah, me too. But now my shoes last for a long time. But all of a sudden, you don't I, play kickball anymore. True, I don't play <laughs> kickball anymore. I've retired. But all of a sudden, I looked down, and my once nice white Nikes yeah. had got all just—they looked like uh, they'd been doing oil changes. Yes. Yeah. I went into Payless. I paid seven bucks for tennis shoe cleaner. Right? Like, yeah. I go. I have a butt. I was telling my kids, I go, I bought this shit yeah. 25 years ago. I haven't bought it since. The girl goes, whatever you do, just spray it on and use a towel. Don't use the scrub brush at the top. Okay. Go, Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Your shoes aren't made out of Kleenex. Yeah. Dave, I am so fired up. It completely buffed out my Nikes. Look brand new. They look clean. They do. They look clean. Seven bucks. Yeah. That was great. Now, my son... Loves Steph Curry. Yes. So yesterday we're walking around. Hey, is there a Foot Locker anywhere anymore? Yeah, Plaza Bonita has it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You know what it means. You know exactly what it means. All right, go ahead. Fuck, what else do they got down there? I guarantee you. Finish line. They have one of those, the champs. I went into finish line yesterday. Okay. I went into finish line and... We're looking around, and my son wants to see a pair of Steph Curry shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, these things are going to be 90 bucks, right? Yep. The guy tells me, he goes, they're on sale for $39.99. Wow. They're black, and they've got purple laces. Okay. And I'm looking at them, and I go, those are really cool. Yeah. Those are really cool. And my son... This is the best day of his life, I can tell you right now, because he said he wants to look at them, hoping that you'll buy them for him. You know that. He was and he, a, he, when he gets fired up, he, yeah. he squeaks a little bit. Yeah. There's kind of a squeak noise that he makes. And I will say this. The, the one thing that I'm incredibly proud of both my wife and me during this incredibly difficult process is... We continue to work together as parents, and I, I don't know that that's always the case. I think one kind of, it'd be easy to work against, yeah. or, hey, I'm going to do this. Undercut someone. Yeah, and and to this point, we haven't, and I'm proud of that, and I hope she's proud of that, too. So Because we still have a joint account. Yeah. So I texted her, and I said, look, we found the Currys. Um I go, they're 39 bucks. And I said, he's probably he's probably like a five and a half. They're a six. But his shoes that he has are, are pretty worn out. I go, but he probably needs he probably needs a like a cheap pair yeah. for five weeks and then he'll he'll be fine for these. And she writes me back a text. She's like, Jesus, get him so I don't have to go into another goddamn Ross store looking for him. <laughs> And uh, it was funny. And I said to her, okay, but she goes, I'll, I'll take him to Ross this week and, I, and I'll get him another pair. And he was so fired up, Dave, 
He was so oh, yeah. fired up, and it is. It's one of those things where they're. I, I wouldn't say they're spoiled. They've lived a, a good life, but they they. they Did he get, get him? He get him yesterday or today? He got him yesterday. I guarantee you, and I, I don't know his his feeling with shoes, but just by the way he asked you, yeah, I bet you he took those shoes, he put them next to his bed, looked at them, and and the last thing he saw before he went to bed, the first thing he saw when he woke up this he, morning, uh, he stayed with me last night. Yeah. But he he took him in the house last yeah. night, and the one thing that I did was, I I said, look, that is from me and your mom. Yeah, because I I didn't want I I felt bad that she wasn't there. I did. I felt bad that she wasn't there to see how excited he was. But I emphasized that you know not not nobody. I don't need Mariah Carey to come in and sing "Hero," but it's just the <laughs> one thing I would say. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. For anybody going through it, um, is I. It was yes. she and I both kicked in. Yeah, but it was really fun. That's cool. It was really. I'll never fun. forget it. I'll remember I, it when he's fifty isn't years that funny? old. Yeah, and, and so they were saying to me, "What shoes did you get as a kid?" Um, I remember. This is why I go. This is why you guys are so dumb. I go. Your dad was a huge fight fan from the time. I was probably 10 years old. I would watch, like they watched the NBA. I would watch every boxing match. And every guy I could think of, Larry Holmes, Matthew Saad Muhammad, all these guys wore pony. Yeah. They all wore pony boxing shoes. And Kmart, which I think was in Solana Beach, would get not much different than these, Dave. Yeah. White leather ponies with the black chevron. Yeah. And that's all I wanted. And they had to be nine bucks a pair. How much were they at Kmart? <laughs> but but they were the shoes that all my favorite fighters yeah. were wearing. Yeah. And that's all I wanted. I, I didn't care about, I mean, they didn't have Jordans There's or no anything. fucking arch in them and shit. No, they know? were actually pretty good. Were they? Much better than Chuck remember Taylor's. The, remember those wrestling shoes? Oh shit! Yeah, wrestling wear them all the time. Yeah, me too. They had no arch in them. Yeah, they would kill your feet at the end of the day. They were all just shit. They were made shit. from some fucking Letterman fucked it up for everybody because Letterman fucked walked them out wearing yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. God, they were. It was like walking barefoot. Yeah, but yeah. Oh yeah, we sold them. I used to wear them all the time. They're so comfortable, and then you're like, no wonder that plantar fasciitis. Yeah, yeah that's it. Eleven yeah, no years old. Arch. Yeah, yeah. Turf toe and shit before it's even turf toe. But uh, but yeah, that, that's cool. That was it. I spent. Um, 50 bucks yeah. at the mall and got myself a $7 shoe cleaner and my son a $40. But yeah. 40 bucks, not like paying yeah. 200 bucks or anything else like that. That's that's funny. You know, when I used to cover the NBA when I first started out, the way it works in the league is there's a 10 o'clock in the morning shoot around, mm -hmm. okay? And then there's practice or, or shoot around again before the game. Then the people start coming in the arena around 5.30 for a 7.30 game. Yeah. Well, the guys get two pairs of shoes. Each each player in the league gets two pairs of shoes. They usually won't wear two pairs of shoes in one day. Yeah. Okay? They get two pairs every single fucking day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, there'll be a pair for the shoot around, which is 20 minutes. Most guys are bullshit and shooting free throws. They aren't doing anything. Yeah. And they take those shoes and they'll autograph them and give them to a, a ball boy or someone or whatever. Throw them right in the trash. 
or and then they'll they'll some guys will keep the same ones and wear them that night and then the ones they don't wear they just throw them right in the trash brand new they don't even lace them up just chuck them right in the trash god damn i mean you're talking 150 dollars shoes boom Let's go right. dumpster diving tonight staples well I, I used to walk in these locker rooms all the time you know i wear a size 13 nobody wears a fucking 13 no. in the nba i'm like asking spud Webb, what are you wearing oh shit you, you know yeah. what i mean jordan wear 13 but jordan would give his shoes away but there would be 18s 19s 20s in the trash all the time and it was once in a while I'd find a 13, once in a blue moon. Ah! Some small white guard yeah. at the end of the bench for the Rockets. Yeah. I'd find a... Scotty Brooks. Yeah, I'd completely just grab them and take them, you know. But I, w- I would take the shoes. They were just literally going That'd in the trash. Great. And I didn't even give away to, to homeless people. They were going $150 shoes constantly just going in the trash every single game. God damn. Yeah, but, the you know, whether it was Nike, Reebok, whatever at the time it was, that you had to look good in, in their shoes. So they always make sure you had a brand new pair of shoes. Every single game, but it was funny. I always wanted shoes like like your son, and I'd play the game with my parents. I think I've told you the story where I wanted either Adidas or Nike. My mom would drag my ass down to Kmart, yeah, and I would go to the fucking bin, find my size, tracks. Okay, oh, fucking God. Adidas were three stripes. Yeah, K-Swiss were five stripes. Yep, tracks were fucking four stripes. Oh shit! And everybody that could sucks. sit. Dude, it did suck. My parents yeah. had the money. My dad drove a fucking 911 Porsche. Yeah, don't be afraid to buy me a fucking pair of shoes. It'll last more than two weeks. So we aren't back here again. You know, yeah. again. But that was it. That was one of those things. You sit there and go, wow. Um, but what you did for your kid was huge, huge. And one time in my life, I can think of of something like that happening to me where. I got what I wanted, and I was visiting my grandmother and my family in Los Angeles where I lived in Tennessee, and I was getting on a plane to go back to LAX, going back to Nashville, and I was in a drugstore, and there's a box of Topps baseball cards. Oh, yeah. And my aunt goes, do you have everything you need? Do you want a candy bar? Do you want anything? And she saw I was looking at it. She turned to the counter. She goes, how much for the entire box? And it was only 10 bucks at the time. I yeah. Mean, you know, how expensive cards are now. Oh, yeah. It was 10 bucks for an entire box of cards, and... She says, give him the whole box, and she she paid for it. But it was one of those things I remember the, the rest best. of my life. That one moment was huge. Those $10 was a lifetime memory. Yeah, I, I I agree. You know? And and like I said, the thing that made it nice, at least for me, is that everybody was involved in it. Yeah. Everybody was involved. And because I just, I, I don't ever want to be that guy that's undercutting anybody. I yeah. just don't, man, as... as might be the end of the road, but it's just keep it keep it respectful and keep it above. And he was super excited to run in and show them to her. And yeah. she just because cool. I was and like I sent a picture out on Twitter last night of him trying his shoes on and he's so excited. Yeah. But I, I wanted to make sure to mention her. I, I don't yeah. think she ever looks at Twitter, but it's just it's the thing that's the most important to me in this whole thing is trying to be respectful like not of her family because no i'm just kidding um <laughs> but like of her yeah. and, and i kind of i don't know i just feel like it's it's doing the right thing i feel yeah. like really i mean i feel like i if i wasn't i feel like i'd let a lot of people down including no joke dave including this audience who has been since the first of january when the show kind of took a different turn um has been so great. Yeah. And I just, I do. I, I just go, well, what's the right thing to do? And the right thing to do is include um, her in the decision and not just be, not be like, well, it's just 40 bucks. I got the shoes and hey, dad's awesome. I just, I don't want to be that. Yeah. Guy. I just think that's a dick move. That's cool. So it was, it was kind of fun. But yeah, just going through the mall is so, um, I went by Sports Fever. Yeah. 
which I used to love. I used to work at the gym bag in Carlsbad. Sports Fever has Charger jerseys. Like, buy one, get the second one, 60% really? off. All the Charger stuff's marked down. But then I went into this place. I don't know how these places stay in business. It was at Parkway Plaza, and it's a place called Famous Faces, which reminds me exactly of Field of Dreams. Okay. And it's all signed shit. Um, they say, you know, their stuff comes from, and, and this guy's been in business for 25 years. Yeah. I, I trust him, but would you buy anything? Would you buy anything online signed? Not anymore. No. I've seen too many shows. I've seen too many shows where there's scams. And I can't tell but from the naked eye of a Mickey Mantle fake and a Mickey Mantle real signature. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't tell. I'm uh, to be too afraid. I just, uh, it, it's fun walking through there and yeah. looking at different things. And then uh, this is the thing that kind of sucks too about getting old. You start looking at shit that, I don't know, doesn't feel like 15 years ago. You'd be like, dude, I want that. Yeah. I want that. Now you look at it and you go, well, what, what am I going to do with that, right? What am I going to do with that signed Bill Sharman photo? <laughs> <laughs> Where am Bill Sharman. Yeah, what the fuck are you going to do with what that? What am I do with that? It's only 149 yeah. bucks. Jesus, he's not well, coming back. Oh, I don't need Red Shondice or Shondice. <laughs> I don't need his game-worn sweaty hat for 242 <laughs> Fuck. You're all bad. You're like, oh, this sucks. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't need Chief J Strongboard's <laughs> match-worn trunks. I gotta wear those down to get the paper. All right, we doing another one tomorrow night? Yeah, dude, I'm in. We're, we're good. Fuck it. Yeah, we'll come we're, down and do another one right. uh, on Twitter. Dave's on Twitter at Dave Palais. Uh, I'm on there at Jeff Dotseth. Don't forget, you can adver- uh, advertise with the show. Uh, advertise by emailing us directly, Dave Palais at Yahoo, Yahoo.com, uh, or JP Dots at the Yahoo.com. You can also send any comments you have. I don't know, Dave, has anybody been commenting to you about the show? No, yeah, absolutely. I get it all the time. I get stopped I all the nice, time, which man. is really cool. I get stopped all the time about it. People always ask me how you're doing, but it's, uh, it's always great when people tell me, you know, hey, I'm listening, and, and I always find it fascinating. People like the show better than they like the radio show because it's as real as anything you're ever going to hear, which is, uh, which is cool. I appreciate anyone that takes time to not only they look forward to it and they want more days, but again, with more advertising, th- those more days will come. Um, what was uh, – you asked a question on uh, uh, Twitter. You said, hey, if you know the answer to what movie that line was from, mm-hmm. it's a big shot. Let's, I want to say who's able to get that first. Yeah, who, who is big able to shot. Get yeah, that's a big shot. Uh, don't forget, <laughs> coming up on April the 8th, which is, I don't know, three weeks out, four weeks out. I think it's four weeks out from today. We're going to go live. Yeah. We're going to go live at Cali Comfort. We'll do, it, we'll do it live in front of an audience. It won't be go over the internet live. No, yeah, yeah. no, shit. We don't have that kind of thing. <laughs> um, somebody said to me, and this is one thing we should determine right now. Somebody said to me, Will that podcast be recorded and put on the website, or will it be an exclusive for the people that are there that night? And I kind of like that idea. Oh, that's funny. I kind of like the idea that if you're there that night, that anything that is said is just there for you, the audience, that night. I, I if if we here's the other thing, there has to be a reason for people to come out to Spring Valley. We want you to come out. I think Sean's going to have WrestleMania going that night, which would be fun. 
But if you can just tune in tomorrow on SoundCloud and hear it, a lot of you may puss out. Yeah. I think we just do a show. You tell me right now. Well, shit, it makes life a lot easier for you, too. If we don't have to record it and run it up on the on the web, I think we just do it live for the people. And, and if you want to hear it, you got we got to talk to yeah we got to figure it out. We got to talk to Sean. Sean said we're good, baby. We're rolling. Okay, that's interesting. But I think that night we just do it for the people that are there. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll give you an answer tomorrow on this one. All right. Because I got some logistics stuff that I'm kind of worried about. But anyway, we'll figure it out. Well, logistics would be nothing because well, all we do is show up and start talking. Yeah, but you got to be able to talk through a microphone where people can hear you that can't, don't get close enough, right? Oh, yeah. Sean, you better get a PA yeah. system. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Because if you're 10 feet back, you might not hear what. Yeah, but we're going to need that anyways. That, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we are going to need that anyways. Yeah. Okay. But we can figure that out. All right. We'll figure it out through Sean. If anybody has a uh, PA system. Yeah. We'll, uh, the- we'll bring four megaphones, and we'll just talk through megaphones the whole time. Uh, Sean may have them. Yeah. <laughs> Good that. evening, <laughs> and welcome to Kelly Cafe. <laughs> Kill yourself. What? <laughs> I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I can't take it anymore. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Where are the National City Girls? <laughs> Let yourself be heard in your stonewashed jeans. I swear to God, they're my weakness. And I don't like <laughs> I don't like all you guys. Look, that's the final thing that I'm going to say on this yeah. show. I have tried to be incredibly open about a lot of things. And one of the things that I have shared is my weakness for girls from Mira Mesa and National that's City. true. I have said every girl that looks like Lisa Lisa from Lisa Lisa in the cult jam when they have those stonewashed jeans and that big, high, shiny hair that's been pumped full of jerry curl, I can't fucking take it. You can see the skin on the top of both shoulders at the same time? Fuck. Shit. Every one of those sisters from the Jets. Damn those halter tops. Those halter tops, those cute little Filipinos. God damn me. Okay. That's not that that's heartfelt. And when all you dicks send pictures to my Twitter yeah. of Lisa Lisa, that's not helping. That's reminding me of my weakness. <laughs> Every time I'm like, God damn. What was that day? I was somewhere today. That's so funny. There's a bunch of girls that fit that bill. I was like, shit. I gotta get the hell out of National City. My weakness. Be married before I'm divorced. There you go. Be like all those guys up there going to BYU. Uh, all right, that's it. On right. Twitter at Dave Pelle, on Twitter at Jeff Dotson. We'll see you tomorrow. The countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at 1, right here on the radio station you grew up with. Music Radio 138. Oh, fuck. What the hell's going on here? Geez, well, isn't it the last hour? We got another hour to do? Geez, I thought we were almost finished. Good golly, Miss Molly. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2.
Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying.